the scum always rises to the top, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in a in a bad system, and we've got a bad system. I mean, the, the the hallmark of a bad system, the hallmark of a corrupt, terminally ill system, is when the worst people are rising to the highest point. Because once those bad people get in there, they elbow they elbow out all the healthy people, and they only bring in other people who are mentally ill. And before you know mm-hmm. it, you got a whole ruling class of mentally ill people. All right, welcome to Paradox of Civility, folks, and today's episode is the sex episode. That's right, we're talking all about sex. Yeah, you know, we all love it, but uh, we're a little afraid to talk about it, so uh, you may want to put your headphones on for this one. It may be uh, NSFW, if you know what I mean, and... um, Oh, uh, I, I should be clear. I'm not talking about intercourse. Uh, I'm not talking about fucking. I'm talking about sex, as in S-E-C-T-S, like different sex of people separated from each other. Um, because that was a theme of this podcast, Paradox of Civility. It is a theme of this podcast. So um, this is a podcast in which I revisited a show I did back in 2012 and 2013. I hosted and produced it. It was called The Hate Project, where I tried to explore hatred. And I did this by allowing actual hate mongers, actual racists, uh, white nationalists to call in anonymously. And uh, I tried to have a conversation with them about why they hate. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, you've heard some reflection from me about each episode, and you know that um, this experiment netted uh, some, you know, mixed results, basically. Well, folks, this is the final episode of The Hate Project that I'm going to be revisiting today. Uh, It originally aired on September 9th, 2013. And on this episode, uh, basically, uh, I have three callers. Uh, One guy... He's a guy named News Guy. Um, This is a right-wing radio host. Um, I think he was on terrestrial radio for a little bit. He talks about it in the episode. And um, then he eventually made his way to talk shoe, uh, just like I did. And uh, his show kind of became like a haven for white nationalists as well. Only I don't think that he disagreed with them all that much. And uh, he kind of maybe... um, found himself to be more of a common track even if he wasn't himself like a white nationalist he found himself to be like a sort of a fellow traveler with these folks in many ways also uh there's a call from kennewick man he jumps on the call with news guy and kennewick man uh was prominently featured in episode 28 of this podcast and a few other uh, episodes as well He was the guy who was a former white nationalist, but um, he still sort of held like some of the beliefs of white nationalism. He saw some value in that. And um, he was also the voice that you heard at the very beginning of this uh, episode uh, where he's just talking about the the hallmark of a rotten system where the scum of the earth starts uh, rising to the top and they bring other scum into it to take over. Um, You know... I kind of been playing that because I feel like that applies to our current White House administration. He was taking the more conservative route. Uh, That was a response to him arguing that women don't belong in politics because it's a man's sport. And I was pushing back on that. Uh, And you'll hear it in this episode here about like how that's wrong, how a lot of men in politics are ghoulish and terrible at their job and mentally ill as well. Um, 
And I don't share that to demonize mentally ill people, I promise. Uh, that may have just become like a shorthand to uh, describe people that we hate, and that's a problem. And so uh, I was not that woke about that back in 2013. So anyone grappling with mental illness, uh, I do not intend to degrade you or anyone that you love. Uh, anyone has any loved ones with mental illness. Uh, and also, um, mental illness should not be a label put on people who are just assholes. Uh, like many of our male politicians, like most of them, most male politicians and most female politicians. Let's just be honest about that one. Um, so he calls in, you know, we talk for a bit and uh, then the Chad 80 calls in. Now, the Chad 80, you heard him on episode 33 of this podcast, and he also called in uh, on episode 29 as well. And, um, that was the black, uh, that was the young black man who tried to have dialogues similar to my mission, have dialogue with white nationalists and also black nationalists. Uh, he tried to be like the black Alex Jones to call out government corruption. So in this episode, um, what happens here? I talk a lot about the, uh, hate project. I talk, you know, they all ask me like why I'm ending my show. And, um, I describe basically, I reflect on the hate project about how it's not going anywhere. I reflect on what I set out to do, and I reflect on maybe ways that I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. But I also, you know, I do highlight, you know, moments where there were learning experiences for me. There were interesting moments throughout this uh, radio show. And um, so I do talk with uh, the news guy and Kennewick man about that and the chat 80 as well. And um, this is a kind of a sex episode sex sex episode a little bit because um we talk about hate fucking because i do call out the fact that a lot of white nationalists including kennewick man because if you heard 20 episode 28 he talks about dating an asian woman while he's in the white nationalist movement and i talk about the hypocrisy of white nationalists uh you know copulating coupling with non-white women and we talk about uh is the taboo of that um what turns people on is it a real literal hate fuck? And then I talk about, you know, I kind of riff about like, how would I deal with a Nazi chick who wants to uh, have sex with me? Would the taboo of that turn me on? I go into this extended riff about that. And um, it's kind of meant to be, I know it's a little wrong and fucked up and I'm kind of trolling these guys back a little bit. And um, just for the record, uh, nobody should ever sleep with any Nazi ever nobody should sleep with any nazi adjacent people ever either uh nor should they sleep with nazi apologists um anyways uh another theme in this particular podcast is um well um kennewick man talks about how governments use the divide and conquer uh techniques to control the populace by keeping people separate um, and again, it's a situation where he goes into the detail of like how we in America, you know, our American government uh, learned that from the British government, uh, the, the British Empire, basically. And um, now Kennewick Man is talking about how government groups create Nazi groups in order to control uh, the populace. So he's coming at it from that angle of like the government trying to control basically white nationalists. I bring up how the government, the CIA, especially the FBI has targeted civil rights groups. And, um, you know, that's where he, you know, oh, okay, well, on a broader level, yeah, that's just what the government does. We agree on that. But it's an interesting thing. And if you've been listening to this episode, uh, the Klansman, Dragon1488, who called in all the time, again, 
a guy who seemed to understand that governments use what they can to control the populace and that people on the street level of all races, all genders, all you know creeds, whatever, uh, they have more in common with each other than not, and the government does not want people to get together. But yet these guys still believe in the division of races. So it's like they understand the government's disempowering us, but they're still willing to be disempowered because of their fucking uh, white nationalist, white supremacist ideology. Now, this being said, uh, part of this podcast, Paradox of Civility, um, what I'm doing here is in revisiting these old episodes of The Hate Project and these interactions that I had with people who were on the fringes, um, I'm also uh, trying to make connections between that and what's happening in mainstream America, um, how these ideologies, how these talking points have been espoused by uh, people in the highest offices in the land here in America under this Trump administration, and how it's manifested itself in actual policy that um, actually affects people. So um, in regards to government uh, targeting groups, um, I want to talk about this really quickly. Um, so it was revealed that ICE is um, that, and what I mean by that is the uh, Immigrant and Customs Enforcement Agency. Um, yeah, I don't know who else you would have confused me, confused that with, but um, <laughs> but I got to be clear about that. Um, so ICE has been planning uh, to basically uh, open up future urban warfare training facilities in the U.S. And these are designed uh, to create, to simulate realistic situations in, in which um, ICE agents would find themselves in, in carrying out their task of uh, terrorizing uh, immigrant communities, mainly and pretty much, let's, let's just say entirely, people of color immigrant communities. So what they're doing is, uh, I'll post an article about this, it's an article from Newsweek, um, what they are doing is they're building new facilities. Again, this costs millions and millions of dollars, by the way, and you're paying for it, American. Um, and so basically they're they're creating these uh, uh, facilities um, that are meant to um, – let me just read from this article actually. Um, hyper-realistic, uh, you know, basically uh, – Props and design that simulate residential houses, apartments, hotels, government facilities, and commercial buildings. Uh, and another part of this article, and then this is part of the agency's uh, statement. Um, for example, details like the number of dishes left on the table, toys in the yard, lighting, furniture, etc., all provide clues that allow our agents and officers to infer vital information that directly affects their safety and the potential resolution or outcome in the scenario. Uh, the scenario being an ice raid of some sort. Um, it's not um, not a positive scenario, basically. Um, and, um, you know, they say that they're doing this to sort of like, okay, you know, if we can identify whether there's children present, um, you know, all these things, uh, kind of making it look like they're the good guys. And... Um, the current acting ICE director, Matthew Albans, uh, is angry that people are calling um, them Nazis, that uh, he says that ICE is not Nazis, and he's really offended by that terminology. But here's the thing. This is the government not targeting a particular group with a particular ideology. This is the government basically training to target regular people at everyday locations. 
Um, you know, they did that at the Koch Foods raid uh, in Mississippi. And that was done, you know, because the workers there had won a lawsuit against Koch Foods that had to do with um, sexual harassment uh, and other types of abuse from Koch Foods. Uh, and again, you know, the uh, people who employed these undocumented folks, I don't think have seen a moment of uh, prosecution or even been charged with anything. Uh, not even strong wording admonishment. But anyways, the point is that like this is a divide and conquer situation where the government's not even targeting like a group with some sort of an ideology. You can't identify that like this is like the Black Panther Party or something or this is the blah, blah, blah for the justice of blah, 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 you know. It's just like it's they're ready to go to just target people just for existing in this country and the the vicious crime of having come from a different um, place to and coming here to work, even though everybody, nobody belongs on this fucking land. Maybe the Native Americans. And even then, were they here since the beginning of Earth? Nobody belongs on this fucking land. So for anybody, especially white people to claim sovereignty over this fucking place is absurd. And the fact that, you know, Democrats don't stand up to them, the fact that people keep uh, falling into this, they don't critique them in a way that's a broader sort of like um, that your entire premise is just wrong. We tend to try to negotiate with these fucking people and uh, they're not going to negotiate with us. These, these uh, nationalists who have attained the highest offices in the land and that sort of ideology that maybe people who don't identify as Nazis, that ideology of, you know, it's our country, you're not going to come here and pollute it, has dripped down to even very, what we would say, normie, normal fucking people in government. So, um, anyways, uh, on this episode, um, it's a little fun, you know, I have some, uh, I just troll people in the chat, I make fun of a lot of people, it's a little loopy throughout, and um, I'm very accommodating, and I a express gratitude to everybody who called in. Um, you know, I was doing that sort of in that, um, because in my mentality, it was like, okay, well, you guys from the fringes, you took the time to talk to me, so um, hey, you're not that harmful, because it's me trying to take the high road, the when they go low, I go high uh, sort of thing, which... Today, I just, uh, I don't believe in that anymore. And um, so I'm very, uh, you know, expressing gratitude to everybody in a positive way of like, that's sort of like, hey, we may disagree on things, but at least we can come together sort of thing. But we're disagreeing on um, whether certain humans should exist. And so um, little, uh, little mad about that. And a lesson I've learned is that you can accommodate these people all you want. They still want to fucking destroy you. And we're seeing that um, from 2013 to 2019, um, it's only gotten worse, not only in government, but on the street level. You know, uh, white terrorism is getting out of control, as we've seen in these recent mass shootings here. Anyways, um, at the very end of the hate project that you're about to hear, I reflect on the the entire project. And um, I'm not going to do that here so much. Um, I know I've been talking for 15 minutes, but like um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow up this episode with an epilogue episode, a paradox of civility where I would just reflect. That's going to be a more general reflection. It's going to be a shorter episode. Uh, so, you know, augment your workouts or your commutes accordingly, please. 
Um, so anyways, uh, here's the episode and I will talk to you at the end and then I will be back for a final, final episode of Paradox of Civility. Thank you. Recorded live. Live. This is the end. My friend, the end of my friend. I am fucking late, my friend, to this final land. I am an asshole, guest number three, because it's fun for me. And you know you love a tea. I mean, too, today. This is the end. Oh my gosh, guys. Welcome to the Hate Project. Well, this isn't no ordinary hate project here. This ain't no ordinary hate project. It's the final hate project. The last hate project of all time. Right? Last hate project of all time. I'm just going to tweet that this is happening right now, last episode of the Hate Project live, oh, fucking balls, live now, listen, here, okay, here we gonna go, okay, all right, guys, thank you so, I, I am touched, I am touched that you are here, all of you, welcome to, I am touched that hate has brought us together, folks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh the oh the wonders and miracles that hate can do, bringing people together in hatred. <laughs> well, guys, welcome to the show. Um, you know the regular host is out tonight. I know, like missing his own show. But, you know, good news, guys. All of the guest hosts who have ever guest hosted the Hate Project are here in the studio tonight. Um, starting with me, I'm, uh, I am Dickie McShitstain. Uh, you may remember me from an earlier episode. I helped, um, sorry, a guidance counselor, Dickie McShitstain. I work at a high school. Um, eh, students don't come and talk to me very often. I'm not that popular. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little rough at my high school. I'm not very popular, but uh, my door's always open. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, later on, we, you know, we have all the, uh, all the guest hosts in the studio here. We have, you know, Reverend Dudley Donuts, uh, 2012 presidential candidate, abortion with diarrhea, Larry the Cable Repairman, Santa Claus, Alan P. Shuttleworth, um, Gonorrhea Del Tiny Wiener, Jakob Smirnoff, the Jakob Smirnoff impersonator, Warren Buffet, uh, Carol Channing Tatum, Vice Pope Elysium 3009, uh, Ted Welps of the Eastboro Baptist Church, and the real Carlos Danger. Am I missing anyone? Guys, guys, am I missing anyone? No. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, oh, sorry. Um, Love Bliss McFlower Blossom just walked in. Totally forgot about that guy. Oh, man. Welcome, Love Bliss. He's giving people hug attacks now, and uh, they are not liking that. All right. So thank you, folks, for being here. News guy, good to see you. Uh, Dragon. 
Old Dragon, our, our old standby here. Good to see you again, sir. Uh, Fire Breathing Troll, welcome. Noam Chomsky, welcome. Matt Drudge Jr. Are you really Matt Drudge Jr.? Matt Drudge Jr.? Are you really Matt Drudge Jr.? So, Noam Chomsky, you are... That, that's a great name, by the way. That's... That, that is one of my... I'm just going to say it. That's probably my favorite of the screen names that have graced this uh, show over the last year or so. Uh, <laughs> Noam Chomsky. Well, it, it, I like it better than, like, fucking, like, you know, Nazi warrior or, you know, Zog killer or whatever the fuck these other fucking unoriginal uh, uh, names came up. Noam Chomsky. That's awesome, dude. I love it. So you're asking why am I quitting the show? Well, I've been doing the show for a while now. Um, I just, I don't feel like it's evolving. Oh, that's very kind of you to say it's the best show on Talk Show. I, I agree, and I don't know what these fuckers out here are going to do without my show. Uh, they may need, they may need some uh, therapy. Um, and you know me, Dickie McShitstain. I'm a guidance counselor, so I'm sort of around, I'm sort of along those same lines, right? But um. You know, hey, you know, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but thank you very much. Um, news guy, I'll address your comment in a second about Commander McBride and MA Freedom. I don't know what that fight is, so I'm going to ask you to help me on that. But the reason I'm stopping the show is that the show's kind of, I mean, Noam Chomsky, I don't know if you've heard the show um, <laughs> over the year. I mean, you're just not discovering it. But um, <clears throat> it's just, it's not evolving. I don't feel like it's evolving. I feel like a lot of the, the conversations are going in circles, kind of. And, um, you know, we, we've had some great discussions. I mean, even... And I, I include that... I include people that I don't agree with here. I include people in that in that comment, even people whose views kind of disgust me a little bit. And you know who you are out there. Um, but the show is not really evolving or going into a new direction or sort of growing, I don't feel like. And also, to be perfectly honest... It's it's a limiting topic, to be perfectly... I've discovered that the hard way. I've, you know, it's a, it's sort of a limiting topic at the end of the day. Hate. It's a great topic. It's a, it's a human... It's part of the human condition, and it's as old as... old as the bacteria that we come from. And, um... Hang on a second. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta scare my cat out of here. Don't don't fuck around, cat. Okay, so um, Noam Chomsky, you're saying I downloaded and listened to 20 or so of your show, and I like them all. Thank you so much. I hope this serves as like a library of like good shows. I hope they were thought provoking. We've had some really good conversations on the show, and I include you in that dragon. You know, I'm never going to share your world view, and I don't understand it fully still. But you know what? You you came on, you uh, you spoke your piece, and it was fun. So um, I am deciding to end the show. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I mean, if I do another uh, radio show, whether it's online or otherwise, um, I might, you know, I want to just do something that broadens topics so I can still address, like, hatred and uh, still address, you know, say, you know, racism or prejudice of any sort. But... um, you know, I want to, um, I want to, uh, you know, expand my horizons, man. I feel like I've done what I can. Maybe, maybe somebody, um, maybe like 
a professional broadcaster or somebody could take this one topic of hate and still find new and new things with it. I just could not figure out how to do that. Um, you know, nearing the end of the show, we had some great guests, um, you know, Axis Sally and DK Wilson, um, some people who offered different perspectives um, on hatred. And, um, uh, but I just don't feel like, I mean, other people that I've tried to reach out to, um, I, I'm not going to call them out or anything. I mean, I'm not going to, look, I mean, they may have the reasons for not doing the show, and that's fine. But uh, it's sort of like if I don't kind of keep the show evolving and growing, there's no point in doing it. And you people who are tuning in for the first time, whether it's live right now or in the future, what is The Hate Project? What is this thing that's ending? Well, it's a show that explores hate. It's, explore, it's a show that explores the sources and reasons for why people may hate each other, why people ba- hate each other based on race, gender, sexual orientation, cultural reasons, political reasons, even personal reasons. And we've always invited people to call in anonymously and voice their feelings so that you take away the identity. It makes it safe for a more honest discussion uh, so that people don't feel like um, they're you know, exposing themselves. We can explore the honest feelings and reasons for why you came to the, to the, to the place you came. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's what this show is. And we've also, um, we've also invited people of color. Uh, we had Naj Radio, who's a regular caller, who was great. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of women. Uh, Red Sonia, early on in the show, she was a fantastic guest. Um, you know, LGBTQ community, people calling in. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's just having an honest discussion about these things. That it's, an, it's a safe place to have unsafe discussions. Oh, Varg VNN laughed. I love, I love that Varg VNN. Here are the two statements that he wrote in the chat. The hate project. It's high time you took a hike, bitch. LOL. <laughs> LOL. That, that's great that you're still typing in LOL. How old are you? Then the next one, uh, good riddance to old garbage. Now never get a peer on talk shoe. And then he leaves. Come on, bruh. Bruh, come on, bruh. No, so uh, going back here um, to the news guy, I don't think I ever did a good intro of this show. So it's a show about hatred, why people hate each other, and an anonymous uh, sort of uh, conversation about why it is, exploring these dark topics. Okay, so uh, news guy, you're saying that there is a war between Commander McBride and M.A. Freedom. I didn't know about that. Neither of them have really called in for a while. So uh, what's, what's going on with that? You want to you wanna help me with that? Don't know why McBride and M.A. Freedom are warring. Okay. Um, oh, great story, buddy. Um, <laughs> okay, but McBride got his cadre up to fuck with him. So funny. These these tribal like these tribal gangs will always eat themselves. I don't know if you guys ever watch. You guys watch The Sopranos, right? Just like at some point, like people, yeah, the the organization turns on into itself and turns on each other. Violence begets violence begets violence. Okay, so news guys writing. Don't know why McBride and M.A. Freeman are warring. But McBride got his cadre up to fuck with him, devoted all the shows to M.A. Freedom. So on his shows, News Guy, did he, did he give a reason? Did he say, like, um, 
Would you say like, hey, M.A. Freedom, you looked at my woman wrong or some shit? Or M.A. Freedom, uh, you know, I caught you. <laughs> M.A. Freedom, I caught you sneaking into a screening of Lee Daniels, the butler, and I'm really mad about that. Because you didn't invite me along with you. <laughs> you know what would be funny, guys? Here's, here's another, like, comedy sketch. Dragon, listen up and take notes. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so... <laughs> So you devote all his shows to M.A. Freedom, and then M.A. Freedom got people to defect from NSFM. <laughs> Just a petty bullshit. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. That's like... It's like I'm going to get you to... Def- so a defect from one neo-Nazi organization to another one... Hey man, let's get people to defect from the bloods to to the bloods. <laughs> the blood cells. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're the blood cells. Not the Crips or anything. We still hate the both of our groups still hate the Crips. <laughs> we're the blood we're the red blood cells. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not one of the bloods. <laughs> Hey man, don't you should lead the NSFM. All they do they claim that the Jews are evil evil Satan's minions and we claim that the Jews are Lucifer's sperm. We're totally different. We're totally different. Oh my gosh! And so news guys writing, some someone from McBride's cadre defaced M.A. Freedom's mother's online obituary. Woo! That's not nice. Yeah, leave the mothers out of this shit, guys. Come on, what are you doing? Why? Why do I care? I, why do I give a shit at this point? <laughs> you guys. Oh well, I mean it's 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 my guidance counselor nature coming out, and so you know. If I was to see these two neo-Nazi groups warring, my natural guidance counselor uh, nature would come out and say, guys, why don't we just sit down and talk with each other? Right? Let's just sit down and talk with each other. (laughs) That is really funny. Hey, the Chad, welcome, bro. I still have not watched your videos that you sent me. I'll I'll watch them sometime, dude. But, um... Yeah, gee, completely different organizations. I can't tell. Wait, this group says... Wait, this group says that the Jews are hooved subhuman animals and the blacks are evil savages, but this group says that the Jews are evil savages and the blacks are subhoofed animals. What? I, I'm so confused what to choose from. They're both like fucking... Like, Oh my god, that's so funny. Let's get them to defect. What are you offering that's new exactly? Yes. We'll get them to drink. Oh yes. (laughs) You don't drink coffee there, you drink coffee here. Made by the same fucking manufacturer. Oh, that's so dumb. That's so funny, though. I mean, it makes me... So that thing that, um... That thing that, like, um... McBride was saying about Rahawa, the hip neighborhood and racism... Uh, I mean, the racial holy war. Ooh, not really gonna work, is it? Right? 
So news guys now writing here. Um, M.A. Freedom called McBride's Jewish ex-wife. She said she is Jewish, LOL. Track 1488 with one of his zingers, Jew X, LOL. Um, <laughs> so McBride really, he had, he had a Jewish ex-wife? That is a weird phenomenon with this uh, fucking Nazi movement that, that I discovered that I didn't know about before. Is that they have uh, wives and girlfriends who are not of, of, of the pure kind, as they define it. Like, I don't know if you guys heard the show with Kennewick, man, when he called in, and he talked about, like, when he was in the movement and he had an Asian girlfriend. And Access Sally was telling me about, like, how a lot of these guys who they were hiding, like, these mixed-race children. So it's like this weird phenomenon. <laughs> we must keep the right, right race pure. We must keep the white race pure. Oh, my God. I could go for some Asian sensation. I can't help it. I just wonder, like, here's the thing, man. I, I want to reveal something about myself. I wonder, like, if the women... Like, Kennewick said that his girl didn't know that he was a Nazi. I, I don't know how that fuck, fucking works, but whatever. Um, but I, I wonder, like, if it's a weird fucking danger fucking hate fuck turn on. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you something. If I had a chance to, like, sleep with a Nazi woman... I You know, Nazis disgust me, Right? Everything about them disgusts me. But God, like one of those fucking weird tattooed Nazi women, if I had a chance, and she'd be defiling herself according to your standards if she slept with me, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I'd do a little defiling of myself. I mean, I got to say, like, as disgusting and straight-up evil that I think the Nazis are. I mean, like, one of those Nazi chicks, if I had an opportunity, if she was just like, look, fucking, I know what I am and I know what you are. Let's just get an old, just this one time. Let's just fuck in this bathroom. That would turn me on, man. Just saying, man. Yeah. So I wonder, like, for these Nazi dudes, if that's the way it is, like, like they see women of color that they're attracted to, or Jewish women, or, or um, just, like, these women who are, who are dating Nazis. It's like, this is a weird, twisted, like, S&M sort of fucking bizarre fucked up. I'm fucking you because it's wrong. The, the wrongness turns me on. Like, this weird, like, I'm, I'm sucking on your titty with a swastika. Your titty has a swastika on it. And I'm looking your titty. Fucking how crazy is that, dude? <laughs> that's that's the fun of humanity. We're all complicated, man. We're all crazy and complicated. We're all multi-layered, right? That's what Shakespeare said on that podcast that he used to do back in the back in the 15th century. <laughs> Remember that podcast he did? Oh, man, Hamlet, Bine is an asshole, okay? Hamlet, you got to calm down, bro. And uh, Jeff Shipp has a mixed-race child. Fact, news guy, okay? It's a taboo thing. So, news guy, you, are you agreeing with this dumb joke that I'm making? Like, the, it's a, it is sort of like the taboo thing is a turn-on for the women, for the women of color who are fucking these Nazis? 
So uh, Noam Chomp. Okay, so you're saying that Jeff Shape uh, has a mixed race child, and that the mulatto kid marches in neo-Nazi rallies. So news guy, you're saying yes, and the man maybe. Okay, cool. You know, hey. <clears throat> Apocalypse is writing. I am taking over the Hate Project show. I'll do whatever you want, champ. Uh, it's it's uh, after tonight, man. It's no longer my baby. It's all grown up, and it's defiling himself with Apocalypse. Oh, so Noam Chomsky, you're saying the Hate Project waits some time and make another talk show that has a larger range of talk- topics to choose from. Don't quit, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, dude. I really do appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. So, um, guess number three, you're writing. The women of color probably realize the Nazi guys are harmless blow blowhards. Well, but Nazis have been known to be violent, though. You know what I mean? Like, they've just been known to kill people. So the Chad 80, there's somebody named Black Chad 80. I think it might be a troll. A troll, a troll, a troll, a troll. Anyone wants to call in tonight, you're more than welcome to call in. Um, you know, the number's down here, 724-444-7444. Uh, talk about whatever you want. Um, you know, hey. Dragon, uh, you know, you can reveal your real name. <laughs> You can reveal that you're Willie Nelson. We we know you're Willie Nelson, dude. All of, all of us know that. <laughs> That'd be so weird. <laughs> I was just high the whole time. I I didn't even know what I was talking about. Every time I was on, I get high and get on talk shoe. I'm not really a member of the clan. I just like dragons. <laughs> oh, brother. So guess number three, you were writing, only the Russian Nazis kill. American Nazis just play but dress up. I, I don't really agree with that because um, – let me find this article here. I, I found this um, – hang on, guys. Somebody was attacked in the Midwest. It was a transgender black woman. Motherfucker, where is it? It was kind of fucked up. It was a kind of a disturbing story. Uh, let me see. I think uh, Alexander is her name. Yeah, so... And she actually, like, killed this this fucking Nazi who, t- who attacked her with a pair of scissors, and she went to jail for it. There we go. Sorry about, sorry about the weird fucking formatting, guys. I apologize. Hang on. Let me just fix this. Let me post it again. Can you guys see that link? Oh, motherfucker. So, uh, the Hate Project, you were definitely one of the most erudite shows on host on Talk Show. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that, man. Very good. So, anyways, if you check out that article, guest number three, that, that's a definite case of Nazis attacking. So, I mean, they probably can't, like, fight. I mean, fucking this girl killed them with a pair of scissors. Uh, hey, Apocalypse, make up your mind. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, wait. No, no. Marissa Alexander. No, no. I, I was, sorry, guys. Give me a second. got to find this fucking article. I posted 
Marissa Alexander is a woman in uh, in uh, Florida. My bad. Okay, hang on one second. Sorry, guys. I'm obviously disorganized. Oh, where the fuck is it? Hang on, dudes. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Cece McDonald. Here we go. Cece McDonald is her name. And she got attacked by a bunch of Nazis. And Chad Ninety is writing News Guy 2005 is the single most erudite toast on talk shoe. Hey, that's true. I mean, look, I like that show too. I enjoyed that show very much. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, well, thanks guys. Thanks for the thanks for the kind words out there. Um, I brought cupcakes. I hope you all grabbed one on the way in. Try the butterscotch cupcake. Cop, the cupcakes. The butterscotch cupcakes. They're shaped like cops. Thanks to the Hate Project in the chat 90. No problem, dude. Noam Chomsky call in. Yeah, people are welcome to call in. And, and it's still anonymous. Um, uh, you can still, you know... You can still uh, call in, have a discussion about whatever you want to talk about. Um, so, Dragon, you were saying that you met Willie Nelson in concert. What did you? Did he know? Did you announce that you were in the fucking clan when you went and talked to him? I'm gonna write a song about that. Willie Nelson, man, that's a national treasure right there. Good man. Let's just have a moment for Willie Nelson. Who's probably having a lot more fun than we are, right, guys? Time for some meth. Good night. All right, good night, Matt Drudge. Have a... Say hi to your father for me. To your father, I said hello. Guess number four, I miss the Visser Rampages. I don't. I don't miss the... Oh! So, uh, I guess there's so uh, McBride and M.A. Freedom, both who have called into the show, are now warring with each other. Um, you guys got to get some jobs out there or something, man. I mean, this is, like, kind of crazy. Like, you know, I mean, if you get, like, a job, there's a value in work beyond a paycheck, folks. Take it from me. Uh, little Malachi, you're there. I hope you're doing well. Um... Well, like, you know, maybe, like, no need to, I don't know why, I don't know how I, I should feel happy that Nazis are going after Nazis, but, um, sort of like, guys, you could just be more productive members of society. Know what I mean, folks? Know what I mean, bruh? Um, so I gotta, I gotta switch real quick. Hold, Hold on one second, guys. I gotta switch, uh. I right, give the mic to the next guest house. Hold on.
Okay, thank thank you, uh, Dickie McShitstain. Uh, hey, this is a uh, Reverend Dudley Donuts. Um, uh, as, as I mentioned when I guest hosted, um, I am not really a reverend. Um, my middle name is Dudley. Um, reverend is just like an old family name. So don't ask for any blessings when you see me, or don't ask me to get you in touch with God because I'm an atheist. Actually, my name just happens to be, happens to be Reverend. Just happens to be my first name. So. That's it. Just just let it go. And we're good. All right. All right. Matt Drudge Jr., the Chad 90, Pastor Visser called me a nigger. He did. That was on my show, bro. Guy's angry. He may have had like a brain aneurysm after he called you that, though. That's any uh, consolation here. Bro. So, um, how's everyone's weekend? Huh? Good? Alright, um, so it's me, Reverend Dudley Donuts. Not a, not a real reverend, just that that happens to be my first name. No laughing matter, welcome to the show. Have you ever listened to the show before, dude? Um, either way, you are welcome to call in whenever you want. Um... And uh, for the, you know, I'm just going to post this here just to just to be obnoxious. The email here, I don't know how long this email will be here, but, you know, you can contact us here at hateprojectradio at gmail.com. Uh, even though this is the last show, if you had any sort of feedback or advice or comments, feel free to call, you know, feel, feel free to contact us there at hateprojectradio at gmail.com. Blah, 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 blah. Black Chat eighty left the chat. I thought he was gonna. Tr- I I I thought for sure he was gonna troll. Oh wait. And uh, no laughing matter is asking why are you getting rid of the show. Well, I explained this earlier at the beginning of the show. It's not really evolving. Been doing it for about a year or so. It's not really evolving too much anymore. Um, I feel like I've kind of done what I can at least for the time bearing. Be time bearing. At least for the time being, bro. Yeah. Um, at least for the time being, with this subject matter and the show, I'm gonna leave it alone. Maybe come back with a different show that's more broad. It'll probably be under a different name, just to let you know. It won't be like <laughs> the Hate Project explores economic freedom and justice. Oh, you know who I consult when I want some peace of mind in economic matters? The Hate Project. And the Chad90 wrote, I has got to go to sleep so I can go pick cotton tomorrow. zippity doo da zippity day Sick the tank. Well, that was weird. Weird exit for that guy. Um, Sick the Tank is writing, this was a fucking pedophile and a goddamn Jew. Okay. You know what's funny to me is, like, that's the same to you people. A pedophile... the ped- A pedophile and a Jew is the same thing to you people. That's what cracks me up. It's like... Nah, boy, not nowhere near the same. 
look, I'm against pedophiles of any sort, including the Jewish ones, but like just saying it's like you're a Jew as some sort of insult is so funny to me. Is this a really Jewish news guy? You know that or anything? Yeah. Oh, Beretta. Say you're a Jew fag at least. You're saying I'm a Jew fag? Uh, no laughing matter. I'm not sure what your comment means. Okay, news guys writing this is not Jewish. Oh, is he a friend of yours or something? Did I did I, I push a little button there that's uh, a little sensitive? No. No. No laughing matters. Writing News Guy 2005 is Jewish. I think News Guy purposely has been uh, evasive about that, and that's his right. And quite frankly, if he is Jewish, we love him anyway here at The Hate Project. See, there's a lot of love here within the hate project. It's like it's like the yin and yang, yo. And little Malachi is writing. Grandpa is not a Jew, just saying. Pascal Paris, welcome. So, uh, I guess I should just bring up a fucking topic here in hatred. Posting this little article here um, about the white nationalist North Dakota project here. Leith, North Dakota. Why is this not coming up? Ah, hold on. Okay, let me bring it up on my uh, screen here. This is just funny. Like, so, so in Leith, North Dakota, Paul Craig Cobb, he wants to transform the town 70 miles southwest of Bismarck into a community that mirrors his white supremacist views. He did so quietly at first, asking residents whether their land was for sale. But recent reports from the New York Times and the Southern Poverty Law Center exposed his mission and turned it into a national story. <laughs> in an interview with the New York Times, Cobb said he hoped his plans in Leith would excite white people and give them confidence because we're being deracinated in our own country. We've been very, very tolerant about these major sociological changes. But unfortunately, like Leith has one lone black president one lone black resident, one lone black president too, actually. Um, um, Bobby Harper. And so now this guy feels under threat, and this idiot Cobb has got a fucking monkey wrench in his prop, in his little plan, because he has this one black guy in this town he wants to take over. Why don't you just fucking go find another... Just go buy a farm and just invite white people there. I'm going to live in North Dakota and be a white power princess. Are you a woman, no, no laughing matter? We were talking about fucking uh, Nazi chicks earlier, so just asking. So anyways, uh, Pascal Paris writes, The Hate Project, are you a targeted individual? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Um, I mean, am I? I don't know. What? what? You was I for a white man for a white minute. Black chat eighties rank. I will miss your show, hate project. You was I for a white minute. Black chat eighty. Why do you write like a fuck ass? 
Like a fuck ass. Were you a character from Reality Bites, that movie? Fuck ass. THB should do a targeted individual show. Wow. I mean, I'm kind of bored with this show. If I could be more bored, I would do a targeted individual show. If I wanted to be more bored to the point of being in a coma. Dude, guys, I don't know if these are friends of yours, news guy and others who are saying that, Pascal, because, like, I've tried to listen to those fucking shows, and I can't get through them, man. And then, like, I watched some videos of Target, like, that people who are TIs, um, and, um, like, literally, like, they're the most boring, insubstantial videos of all time. One of them is just a guy driving around in, wall, like, this fucking parking lot. It's like a Walmart or a mall. Ooh. These uh, gang stalkers, they tend to crowd in public places. It's a fucking mall. Oh, my God. And then, like, in one of these videos, like, the guy's driving around the mall. Oh, gang stalkers, when they target individuals, they tend to... Uh, Cut them off in traffic. That's just called driving in America. I mean, come on. And then at one point in this video, this guy's like, they tend to use little children and mothers because they tend to be loud and annoying. (laughs) What in the fuck? Oh, it's so dumb. It's fucking hilarious. Barbarian Rebellion. Hello from Canada. Okay, hello. Uh, welcome to the last show of the Hate Project. I have a call coming in. Hang on, folks. Arizona, are you there? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Who's this? Good. Don't don't give me your name. Oh. My name's Puffy. Can I read you a poem, please? I, I think you've called him before, but yeah, go ahead. Pills Dembski loves his opiate. Some call him a Jew Soviet. News guy saddles his Viking wife with pleasure. Her Nordic face always brings about the pleasure. Nimbusters are generally old stinky men stuck on cannabis in their mother's den. Hate project guy, please don't be so coy. Your next assignment is to be a cabin boy. The racism in this room is super strong. Understand that two whites don't make a wong. Are you prepared to hug all those Jews? Here I sit, drinking some booze. I will let you go now with a great goodbye. Beware of those Germans and their glass eye. Okay. A final uh, farewell poem from Arizona. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Uh, what do you mean by Cabin Boy? Huh? The Chris Elliott film? That's a great movie. Have, have you guys ever seen Cabin Boy? It's a great film. When I return, I will be a cabin man. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Okay, nice little poem, uh, and he's gone into the night, Arizona. I hope that the wanger calls in. Yeah, Wang hasn't called in in a long time, actually. What's that all about? Has he been calling into your show, News Guy?
And so, yes, Cabin Boy was a great film. Chris Elliott is gay, great. Yeah. That was a Nazi. Apocalypse, was that a Nazi? I'm all over the place for this last show. Well, this is great. Okay. Um, he just kind of dropped off. Well, I hope he's doing well. I hope he's not like... Hope he's doing okay. That guy. He's a good guy, Patrick Wang. I think. So who is Andy Bowen? I've heard that name before. Anyone? Huh? <laughs> I think that was Dembski calling, calling in from prison. Okay. Um, okay, so back to these... Uh, oh, so Barbarian uh, Rebellion, he posted this thing called Police State Radio. Um, do you mind just either in the chat or if you want to call in, you're more than welcome to. Can you tell us like a brief description about what your show is? I just don't have time to watch these videos while I'm on the air. That's all. Okay. I never figured out how to like sort of broadcast YouTube videos, so So I'm not really sure how to um Okay. Oh, well, well, well. Hang on one second. Okay. All right, we have a call coming in and news guy, are you there? Uh-uh, hello, Hate Project. Hey, how's it going, dude? Uh, doing good, doing good. I figured I'd call you uh, now before it got too late, and I was just uh, completely passed out. So, um, but oh, no uh, yeah, because uh, well, yeah, I was gonna I, I, at first I was gonna call in and uh, start uh, you know uh, giving you the one a little bit of hate, you know, for sure. uh, yeah. But then I I I, I can't because now all of a sudden you're saying that uh, uh, all these good things about me in, on your show, so now I can't do that. So now I'm feeling bad about okay. Myself. You can still give me hate. I don't. It's the last time you can. So go ahead. No, no, uh, no I'm not going to do that. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I can't. I can't now. After you, after you and this black chat said uh, said good things about me, I can't do that now. But uh, yeah. So, so this is the last show that, but this is this. The hate is always going to be there, so there's always going to be material. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm just sort of getting a little burnt out on it because it's like, I feel like whenever, like, yeah, you're always gonna, you're you're absolutely right. There's always gonna be like news stories out there, and you're always gonna, it's part of the human condition, of course. But like. Man, I just feel like every time, like, I bring it up or, like, we have a discussion, like, an incident happens, like, the same people take the same sides, the same talking points. It's like, oh, well, these people did it because they're savages. This, these guys did it because the Jews are controlling them. And then, you know, it's just the same sort of, like, shit. We're just going in circles, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe a more talented broadcaster then myself could pull it off, but I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm I'm just kind of getting burnt out on it, and I can't figure out like a way of evolving this show. Uh, and then you know, I guess like they only want to talk about certain types of hate. You know, they don't want to br- branch out into other types of hate. 
Yeah, dude. Like the, the thing is, is that yeah, that's a great point, and um, I've tried to encourage that. But um, like when when I first did the show on Blog Talk Radio, um, I had a long conversation with somebody. Those shows have been taken down since, but like I had a long conversation with somebody who just talked about how how much he hated his mom for getting sick, right. and it was like it was it was not like him being hateful. Like it, it was him like. He understood that his mother was sick, but, like, he just hated – he was tapping into this honest feeling of, like, how as a child, because he didn't understand, like, he was really resentful of his mom for being sick. Like, as, like – and, like, you hear that from people sometimes who've lost a loved one. They get mad at that person, not not because, like, they really hate them or that they're being – un, but the the grief makes them a little unreasonable. And, like, I would have loved to have, like, explored stuff like that on this show. Right. Um, and I just didn't really do it. And you know what? I, I take responsibility for that because that, then that's that's on me a little bit more. So, you know, I'm the host, so I got to take that shit. I got to take the hit on that. Right, right, right. And, you know, and and, and there are so many. Hey, look, you could do homophobia. The, the, it's, uh, homophobia, that would be very, very good for, for these guys. You know, they're, they're... Oh, yeah. Well, like every – but, like, the thing about – these guys, like their their knowledge of homophobia is the word faggot and oh hate project faggot, hey faggot blah 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 and so it's like could I get these guys to explore why they hate gay people you know in an honest way a lot of them I couldn't do that you know it was just sort of like the Bible says that it, it's not good and and you know so it's sort of like hard when you're absolutely right on paper but um. A lot of the people that I had on the show, like, or who kind of followed the show, unfortunately, were not really interested in having a real conversation about it. And that was a little bit of a problem. Like, I wanted to explore that more. I wanted to explore how men and women interact and how they affect each other in ways that are both good and bad, in, in ways that are, like, really good and really destructive at the same time. Wanted to explore that a little bit more. Um, so, but, you know... You're, uh, you bring up good points. I mean, it's it's. I just sort of have a, and I gotta take the hit on that. Like this is my own. This has always been an experiment, and I've had to sort of like gain experience the hard way. But you were on Blog Talk Radio also. Yeah, yeah. I took those shows down already, but um, I was on there for a while. I got tired of the, the like Blog Talk Radio at the time. Like they'd give you a very limited amount of time to broadcast. Right. And then, um, and then like the shows would not broadcast on the air or sort of let people know that it was on the air. And so it was a little frustrating with me. So I just, I stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I used to do blog talk radio uh, years ago and uh, it was really great. It was like talk show, you know, it was like, I, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. You, you could do many hours. And then if the show ended, you could just do another, <clears throat> you do another one right away and all this. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Then they just went to pay, and it was like, and it's like you know, talk show was just basically the same thing, except you don't have to pay for it. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a free for all, and that's I like the format of it. You know, um, yeah. the only thing, <laughs> the only thing is that like it's just either it's white nationalist shows, targeted individual shows, or black preachers. <laughs> so, <laughs> you forgot the no parts of marketing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And debt discussion, Dallas debt discussions on right now too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so so I have a little. Uh, I have a call coming in. Did you want to stay on for this call? Yeah, yeah. But I just before you take that call, how long were you doing the show uh, when you were on uh, Blog Talk? Not that long at all. Uh, fuck, man. Not not really that long at all, actually. 
Yeah. I think I was on there for like maybe like a couple months or so, and then I just I discovered Talk Shoe and I I made the switch. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, because it does sound. You know, when you were saying, like, it was only a limited number and all this kind of stuff, it did sound, like, you know, more recent. But I was just wondering, like, how long ago, like, if it was, you know, maybe for a year ago or something like that. It was about so, a year ago. It was, it was a little over a year ago, yeah, that, I, that right. I started it on Blog Talk. And then I moved here very shortly after, like, because it was just sort of frustrating to deal with it over there. Yeah, it is a little, it is very frustrating. And every time I go over there, there are good shows over there, but I can sure. never... I can never figure it out, like where they where they are on and all this kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh well. What's what's uh what's in the pipeline for you, news guy? Do you got anything coming up that uh, we should know about? Um, not much. I may be doing like a, a show tomorrow about the New York uh, mayoral election. I don't know, but because uh, tomorrow they're going to have the primary results, so uh, yeah. maybe I'll do something like about that. You know. Are you rooting for anyone in that particular uh, election? Uh, not really. Um, I just have like yeah, it's just kind of I'm, I'm just kind of looking at the uh, whole thing as kind of like a, a horse race or something. But then, yeah. then I don't have money on any of the horses either, so that's the whole thing. Right. Are you from Are you from New York? If you don't mind my asking. Uh, yes. Yes. I was born and raised. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. In the city or in the state or like upstate or. In the city, in the city. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And did, did that did that sort of like? I mean, you're you're more of like a conservative guy, right? I mean, well, and, yeah. Uh, in, in some regards, I'm conservative. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because New York has a reputation of being a very liberal, like, sort of like, you know, anything goes liberal town, right? Did you were you always conservative growing up, or did you? Did you grow that way in reaction to the rest of New York City? Mm. Um, well, I don't know. It's kind of weird because it's like, you know, some aspects of New York are just so liberal and so far left. It's like if you're just middle of the road, you're considered to be conservative. So, sure. So it's kind of weird like that. Do you consider yourself like a conservative, like, like a Barry Goldwater conservative or like um, <laughs> the the radical sort of people that they have now, like... Uh, well, the Tea Party is actually, you know, and, well, well, they kind of are trying to model themselves after Barry Goldwater. And, you know, Barry Goldwater, when he first came out, he was such a radical. I mean, they viewed him as such a radical. Right. So it's kind of kind of weird like that. Um, and nowadays he's, you know, kind of a, a hipster kind of a thing for a lot of people. But sure. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Right on. Okay. But you took over like a show. It's it was called the Right Perspective. Like it was a real radio show for a while, right? Yeah, we were on shortwave and uh, the internet, and uh, we were doing some uh, like low level kind of well, some other things also. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I didn't take it over. I was just like their producer. Oh, okay. So you're their producer. Um, did they give you a blessing? Did they are those guys still around or? What's they're the deal still with around. that? Yeah, they're still around. I still uh, manage the website. I still manage their archives, you know. But uh, you know, so that 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 much is still uh, in contact. Okay, cool. All right. Um, and let me just. Uh, do you want to take this call with little Malachi here? Sure. Sure. All right. Let's see what happens. Uh oh. Little Malachi, are you there? 
Oh, come on. Little Malachi. <laughs> oh, you suck. Little right, Malachi might, uh, might be uh, doing too many opiates right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Kennewick, man. Uh, and uh, so news. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, so, you know, your show also seemed to sort of, much like this show, um, it seemed to sort of attract a lot of WN types. Um, like, was that, I mean, did you go out and sort of like recruit them or was that just something like where they just showed up one day? Yeah, they just kind of showed up one day. I don't know. It's just kind of, I, I you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's weird. I, I put out uh, the feelers, you know, I, I let people know that the show is coming on and, you know, some people listen and then they get offended and they say that I'm too racist or something and then they run away. Um, other, yeah. people, uh, other people say that I'm not racist enough or, or I'm, you know, I'm too, like, I don't know what, and then they, you know, but uh, again, and then, and then some people just wind up staying. So, right. So, so I mean, like, like I, I've never really. I mean, the times I've heard your show, I haven't really heard you espouse ra- racist things yourself. Uh oh. Oh, hey, little little Malachi, are you there finally? Hello. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Tonight's your last show. It is, yes, sir. I'm not a sir. I'm a boy, man. Boy, man. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I was just trying to, like, make you feel like a grown-up. I'm sorry. Okay, what's on your mind, little Malachi? You two helped me so much. (laughs) Well, I was happy to do so. You and News Guy, you cut me away from Grandpa. (laughs) Grandpa was doing bad things. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you. He used to lick my asshole. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. You cannot. <laughs> but now I don't have to live with him. Lucid is a bad man. <laughs> what? Why did you spend Christmas with him, a hey, project man? Why? What? 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 You ask me? I'm sorry. Why did you spend Christmas with him? <laughs> you know, I mean, it. It. I. It just. It, it just made for. Uh, it made for an interesting uh, interview. That's all. I didn't really. Uh, Think about him licking but, your asshole. I apologize. He 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 used to take like a, a he used to like masturbate and put his sperm in a dropper and then plug it up my ass and then suck it out. Oh, 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 wow! Oh, oh my! <laughs> That's kind of little Malachi. You have to admit that's a little creative, don't you think? (laughs) He's sick. He's sick because Grandma doesn't give him any of the sweet stuff. You know, the pussy, the pussy. (laughs) 
pussy, okay? Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> the pussy. And he also he also used to he also used to <laughs> Uh, you guys got me away from him. Of course. Well, happy to do it. And then he was gonna put Drano in the in the thing in the dropper, and he was gonna put it up my ass, but he didn't because he knew it would burn out my asshole. Okay. Well, that's um. <laughs> and burn his mouth. But you guys saved me. Good. Okay. And, and he well, used to put the tips of darts inside my penis hole. <laughs> ooh, that's gotta hurt. <clears throat> okay. Well, well, uh, you know, little little Malachi, I'm glad you're doing okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Little, have a, a little Malachi. That? Have you ever heard of uh, Todd Doherty? How is he going to do that to me? He has an interesting art collection he'd like to show you. Does it have pictures of Tupac? Uh, maybe. Tupac. <laughs> Hot I like rap now. I like rap. Oh, Grandpa, good. Hates, Grandpa hates blacks, but now I like blacks. Good, good. They're I, mean, I, I love him. Pedophiles. Okay, not well, pedophiles. I'm... When he would put that dropper up my ass, it would hurt. Okay. Well, I tell you, little Malachi, I have another call here, so I gotta, I gotta just take this real quick, okay? Hang on one second, buddy. But don't leave. Stay on the radio forever. I know. I, I can't. All right, Kennewick, man, are you there? I am. How you doing, Nate Project? I'm well. How are you tonight? Uh, pretty good. Pretty. I heard this was your last show. It is the last show. Oh man. Yeah. That's uh, that's unfortunate, man. I I really um, yeah, the one time I came on here, I really enjoyed it, and it's it's certainly one of the better shows on TalkShoe, uh, to to say the Thank least. You. So it's 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 a loss, man. You're you're definitely an asset to this TalkShoe thing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good conversation we had. I mean, you know, look, that that was an example of uh, having a conversation with somebody like that. You know, I don't share your world view of 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 people or or anything or most anything, but like, I mean, it was a good conversation. So, thank you for uh, calling in that time. Um, and we have a you know you know, you know the news guy right Kennewick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, news guy and I go back a ways. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Kenwick, man. Hey, uh, news guy. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. Thanks. And uh, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, back in Texas now. I am. Yep. Yep. I'm, uh, oh. You grew up in Texas. Wait, who who who's talking just now? Who's I think that was me. I think that was me. Okay. Kenwick, man, you're back in Texas, right? Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm oh, back in that's Texas. That's right. Yep. I might actually, in, in the next... I. Sometime within the next 11 months, I'm going to be going somewhere. Uh, and one of those places might actually be California. Yeah. Yeah. California. That's nice, cool. man. Yep, yeah. yep. There are, um, there, there's a couple of other options, but, but California is one of them. Okay. 
Well, there you go. Well, where in California would you want to go to, the north or the south? Uh, probably, that's a good question. That's a, I, I'm not quite sure yet. I'm, I'm leaning a little bit towards the south. Yeah, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Beautiful there. Yep. Beautiful there. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so what's on your, uh, you got anything on your mind tonight, Kennewick Man, uh, well, in regards to the subject matter here? I'm, believe it or not, I just saw, my George Decayism's coming in on me here. Um, I just saw that it was your, uh, it was your last show, and I, you know, I guess I just called cool. it. If you guys a call, I'm really not even sure what the the subject matter is. If, if you could fill me in. Oh no, it's 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 all over. We're just we're just sharing memories. Um, we're just um, no, it's it's just uh, there's no big subject subject matter. The only thing that I brought up was like the uh, North Dakota fellow, Paul Craig. Oh, Paul, Craig Powell. Oh, good lord. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, news guy. Have, did you remember that one video he made when he went to Kingston, New York? Yes. Yeah. That one. He- Yes. Yeah, when he was walking around and and uh, antagonizing the, the the black kids and and shit. Mhm, mhm. And the the, the the my favorite part was when he and Yankee Jim were in that taxi cab. Weren't they getting chased by some blacks? Yeah, they were. And they had the taxi driver, and they were trying to get the taxi driver to side with them. <laughs> right, right. And then at one point, the taxi driver is like, he wants to drop them off in the black part of town. And then yep. Craig is saying, like, I've got, a, I've got like $1,000 I'm going to give you right now if you just don't trust us off, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, it's really, really good. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah, that, that, that taxi conversation was a perfect, just, just a microcosm of, of his relationship with white folks in general, you know. He gets, he gets a common thread, and he hits a nerve, and he hits a point in common with them. But then he just goes way too far. He just goes into weirdo land, and he and he flies the freak flag, and 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 before you know it, you know they're just lost on him. Right. Yeah. Right. I saw a picture of the guy, and the guy looks like a he looks like like a hippie fucking uh, hippie Klansman. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. Hey, man, I, white, from, white power man. Yeah, from what I understand, he practiced. Um, I, I don't know this for sure. I just read he he was into some Indian stuff. Before he got into uh, before he got into white nationalism. Wait, he was like like from India, Indian stuff. Yeah, yep, yep. You betcha. Like, like Hinduism. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, that's what I heard. I, I I can't I can't confirm that though. <laughs> but you could yeah. see him do it. You could see him doing that, couldn't you? I mean, I mean, he's he's he certainly looks the type, right? He looks like the big Lebowski of uh, of uh, racists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey man, yeah. Hey man, I've been tasked by Ganesh to to destroy the Jews, man. <laughs> oh my God, that is so fucking funny. Jesus. Well, actually, actually, Kennewick, um, you and I talked about this for a while, and then um, new. Oh, so we were talking about this in the chat before News Guy called, and News Guy was chiming in. We were talking about like how when people in the Nazi movement or the white national movement they date uh, people outside of their race because they're not supposed to. Now, yeah. Kennewick, I mean, I remember you telling me, like, you know, you really genuinely had an interest in Asian culture, and you are attracted to Asian women. Sure. But we we were talking about this a little bit earlier about like, is it also like the taboo thing gives you a boner a little bit, like the sort of danger and the taboo, like this is wrong, and I'm not supposed to be doing this. 
Does that, does that mm. kind of get you off as well? No, no. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It might have when I was like 19. Um, yeah. Right. And now that you mentioned it, maybe a little bit. Maybe I just wasn't aware of it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And yeah, uh, towards my earlier years. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because I was speaking on this a little bit earlier tonight. Like you know, I like these Nazi women here. I yeah. like they, they like on paper they disgust me, and I think that their views are disgusting, and I don't share them at all. And I think yeah. they're disgusting people. But like, if I had a chance, if like some Nazi girl was like, and believe me, she'd be uh, you know, she'd be making herself impure by fucking me. But like, if she was just like, look, let's just nobody will have to know this. Let's go fuck in this bathroom stall. That would kind of turn yeah. me on. And in yeah, a weird way, like like sucking off one of those like goofy ass Hitler tattoos on like her thigh or something, is like evil as shit. And I'm disgusted that I feel this way. But it's like, wow, that's, that's kind of hot. I don't know. That's a little kinky, yeah. right? I guess it I just know. depends on. Yeah, I guess it just depends on the one you're you're looking. I mean, there's a lot of them that are really, frankly, I, I, a lot of the, the women that are in the movement <clears throat> are pretty mentally ill, if you ask me. As opposed to the guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. <clears throat> I, I, women in politics, in in my experience in life, don't really mix all that well, and 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 I'm not just not just with white nationalist women, but a lot of women that are very political tend to be uh, just very very unattractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, what about like? I mean, to me, like a lot of dudes who are like political are fucking blowhard. Like they come off as mentally ill, actually. Because they've decided how they feel. Well, I'm a conservative. I'm a liberal. I've decided mm-hmm. how I feel about this whole subject before I even think about it for myself. And then it leads to people like Todd Aiken making that dumbass comment about rape victims where he's like, oh, well, the vagina just spits out the baby. Uh-huh. Or like, it's like, that's mental illness too, though, dude. Wouldn't you agree? I don't think it's gender specific. I don't. Well, I, I, I kind of think it is. I mean, politics... It, it's kind of a man's sport, you know, with, with, with power and, and dominance. And it's kind of a testosterone intensive thing, if you ask me. And, and so but I think guys I have been doing a terrible job about it. Well, I mean, hey, there are some bad politicians, but then there was, you know, guys like John F. Kennedy and, and Napoleon. Sure. And uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Um, there certainly are a lot of mentally ill ones these days, but I would, I would, I would. I would I would attach that to just the just the decaying state that we're in right now, you know. I, I, there's just a lot of mentally ill people out there, and and there's that old yeah. thing: the scum always rises to the top, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in a in a bad system, and we've got a bad system. I mean, the, the the hallmark of a bad system, a hallmark of a corrupt, terminally ill system, is when the worst people are rising to the highest point, because once those bad people get in there. They elbow they elbow out all the healthy people, and they only bring in other people who are mentally ill. And before you know mm-hmm. it, you got a whole ruling class of mentally ill people. That's uh, I I don't agree with you guys on a lot of things, but I do agree with you on that, man. That that's yeah. uh, that's a great point. So, buddy Chay Hilton, buddy Chay Hinton is writing the Hate Project. We both live in Texas. Are you referring to Kennewick man? Do you know Ken, Do you know buddy Chay Hinton? I've, I've I've seen his name around a couple times. I know UF doesn't like him for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh that guy. I wish that guy would call back in. I think he, I think like he threatened somebody on my show one time, 
And I had to stop him. I think he like threatened uh he threatened like Tyrant Trooper or something to a fight. And I had to, I, I for, it was very entertaining, but I had to stop it because I don't allow threatening language on my show. Yeah. 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 He's a he's an interesting guy. Um I think you you F and I have kind of I guess a, a bit of a truce. As long as he doesn't obsess over my dick on Nimbusters, I I don't have anything bad to say about him. Well, okay. Hey, honor, honor Monkman Musters. Yeah, I don't think he's broken that, so so UF's okay with me. It seems oh, to be a uh, Texas cadre here, you know. Uh you, Che Hinton, uh Kenwick man. Uh UF is from Oklahoma, so that doesn't really count, but it is, you know, right next door, so yeah. Right. Right, right, right. Um yeah, like, yeah, I I grew up in Texas. I like Texas. I love and hate it at the same time. Um, but you, but you, uh, um, uh, Hate Project, you are Hispanic, right? No, I'm not. Um, I, I, I don't like to, uh, much, much like you don't like to an- answer the question about your Judaism or lack thereof, <laughs> I don't like to answer questions about my um, heritage because it, it annoys people. Okay. So you and I are coming from, we're coming from the same place on that one. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> it's just fun, and also like it's the spirit of an anonymity. I've I've allowed everybody here to be anonymous and yeah, not you know not give too many details about their identities and stuff like that. And I don't know like who's out there and who. I don't I don't imagine that anybody wants to like really like search me out, but I don't want to take any chances either. So I mean, yeah. you won't you won't find much if you do, but fucking you never know with people these days, man. Kind of like what you're saying. I mean, there's a lot of mental illness, and you know what? Mental mental illness in and of itself is not evil, but like when it's just not taken care of, it, it, it mutates into motherfuckers uh, shooting up movie theaters and stuff like that, and that's no good. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. good. You don't need anybody shooting up any movie theaters. That's not, that's just not good. Uh, but uh, but um, you were uh, the, the, my favorite episode, or one of my favorite episodes of this was when uh, everybody started ac- accusing you of being a closet racist. <laughs> yes, and I had I re- oh god, I remember that. I had a meltdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Schwartz yeah, start- chat room, and it, it totally was. It was Schwartz in the chat room. Yeah, um, yeah. I I totally re- that's actually. Oddly enough, that guy never came back, but I kind of wish he did because I thought it was kind of a uh, little Malachi left. Uh, be well, so be well, young man. Um, so, uh, oh, he's still on the call. Oh, um, but yeah, because I, I really had a meltdown in a way that, like, the next day I reflected on it. And I was like, I don't know why I lost my shit like that. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I can, I can kind of point towards it. Like, it was getting really late, and I. This was around the time that, like, I would just start drinking near the end of the show. <laughs> like, I just start. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna start boozing for a little bit, which I shouldn't do. And um, I had this fucking meltdown because he kept, he kept on like, like, oh, he was clearly like just like trying to like push my button, and he knew he was doing it. And like, but like, he had no evidence that I was a, a Nazi, and like, um. It was also coming off because people. I was talking about the Sikh temple shooting as well, and a lot of the a lot of the like McBride and a lot of the other Nazis were just like, "It is what it is," and they started making excuses for that shooting, and that really yeah. pissed me off. 
a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, so it was weird to be conflated with like those guys. And so that kind of, for some reason, like set something off in me because I was already upset about that. And then it's sort of like if somebody like, you know, commits a crime in your neighborhood or does something disgusting. And then they're just like, well, you must do that kind of same thing too. You must love that, that decapitated body. You must have done it. You're like, no, I didn't. Please. <laughs> so, but like, it's, it's it's one of those things where I look back on that, like, I don't know why I had such a fucking meltdown over it. And, um, Buddy Che Hilton is writing Harry Schwartz. Is that his real name? Yeah, that's, Harry that Sh- should be his real name. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I wish that, I'm, I'm sure he's long gone by now. Um, uh, it would have been nice to like have him kind of come. He comes huh? and goes. He's, he's a nimbuster. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but he did, you know, so he also uh, drove Lloyd Davies, who's also um, on Nimbusters. He drove him off of the Nimbusters board earlier this year, and uh, the, the whole thing was that uh, Schwartz put up a video of himself somewhere um, where he lives, and Lloyd didn't believe that it was really him. Was questioning all these things, and so Schwartz said, "Okay, I'm going to go back to that rock." with a newspaper, with my face, all of these details, and uh, if I do that, and it will prove that I really am there and all of these types of things, then you have to leave the board. And uh, right. sure, sure enough, Schwartz did it, and uh, Lord, Lloyd was gone for a good long time. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Wow. But Lloyd came back, but now he says he doesn't post there anymore, but I don't know. He might still be. I don't know. If, uh, he's saying he doesn't, so. We'll just leave yeah, it at that. Uh, you know how that goes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Oh, but, man. Yeah, that was, that was a, a weird fucking... Looking back on it, it's, it's kind of funny, but, like, yeah, during that that evening, I was so mad. Yeah. And uh, But, like, that... Is, so, Lloyd Davies, that name sounds familiar. He really is, a like, a Nazi, though, isn't he? Oh, no. No, no, no. He's, a, he's a, actually a Southern Baptist uh, who was a ham radio operator. Um, and he's 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 awfully right wing in his he's he's kind of like a a traditional Christian conservative who's very right wing. So yeah. he found the Hal Turner board, and then Hal Turner, then the Hal Turner board posted there were all these links to Nimbusters. So he went from Hal Turner to Nimbusters, and he hangs out on Nimbusters. But um, okay, no, he's he's not no he's not involved with any of the movement stuff. No. Okay. No. But I'm trying to remember now. I think there was something that Schwartz was saying about you, Hate Project. He was saying like you were too cozy with Commander McBride and with Dragon 1488. It was like he was saying that it was like you guys were so cozy with each other. It didn't seem. It seemed like you were more than just friends who met on uh, talk show or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I think he was saying that. He was also saying that the show had become like a sort of like advertisement and forum for white nationalists and oh the nurse had called in the week before and he was accusing me of like you know being cozy with her and um and so i guess also like i feel i don't mind being insulted but like when people misrepresent me or misrepresent what my intentions are that's a little frustrating for me as well and so that kind of bothered me because, like, that was never the intention when I – I would let people speak. You know, I'd let people um, have their say and, and like, really, like, you know, 
just just express themselves honestly, but it was never meant to be like an endorsement. I was never sitting there being like, yeah, right, I'm convinced that the Jews are evil. I never, I never did that. It was sort of like, but I am going to just let you speak and have your say. Right. And so that and so I think like I kind of like at least at the time, I thought he was like trying to like because he was offended, he was trying to like twist what my show was about, and that offended me. Right. We're in this this goofy ass like it, it's stupid. I mean, yeah. a moment of insensitivity. And P. Dembski just came in and they just left. Fucker. Oh, here <laughs> he is. Um. Yeah. So so um that yeah you're right it was it it was a low light and a highlight uh, in one in one fucking moment that show. Right. 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 <laughs> hey guys, I, I got a question. Is um is is Chuck Langenberg still doing his shows? Have you have you seen him around here lately? Oh, you've missed out on all of the excitement then, I guess. Uh, oh, I, I, heard I don't know anything coming, about that. I heard him coming out on uh, on your show, News Guy, but I, I haven't had the time to be trolling talk shoot lately. And so I, I oh. guess I was just wondering about Chuck. He's the most interesting person to troll these days. Yeah, he's still doing his show, like I, starting at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern. I, oh, I, nice. Yeah, I never get a chance really to listen, but uh, he's still doing it. And, uh, yeah, he did come live on my show uh, with his real name and all of this stuff. But somebody had doxed him already. I know. And and they were accurate for once. Yes, that's right. Whoever doxed him was 100% accurate. Dead on. on. I don't know how the guy found that, but that's some talent, man. Yeah. What, Yeah. What does doxing mean? What does that mean, doxing? That's when somebody gets all the documents on you, um, your na- your real name, your address, your place of business, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I've had docs attempts on me, and they were laughable. And um, news guys had just a, about a gazillion attempts on him. Right. <laughs> so why did, why did they go out? Is this the same guy that called into my show? He argued with Visser? Is this the same dude? Um, he's on my show, talking, I'm always talking about organized gang stalking. I'm here to talk about organized. Oh, gang that stalking. guy. Yeah, that yeah, guy. I've heard that guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's so fucking odious. I'm so sick of him. But you got to hear the other interview that he gave with P. Dembski. Yeah, I heard gave, that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he did with like something like two hours with P. Dembski, and uh, P. Dembski yeah. was really good on that. Yeah, I um, I really made him squirm that time because Densky got knocked off his phone. So when Densky was gone, I called in and it auto unmuted me, and I asked Chuck how many women he's fucked in his life, and he got real like he's like, "Er, Podensky, Podensky, get this guy off the phone right now." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so can I, ask, can I ask you guys an honest question? Yeah. yeah. So what like like what did this guy do to you guys that like makes you hate him so much? Is he just like a cheese ball? Like like what's well, he, he, when did he stab he stabbed me in the back? I mean he's he's completely two faced. I um I I prank called his show as George Decay just like I did this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. And then, yeah, and and he fell for it. He put he he thought he was actually getting a celebrity interview, so he put the celebrity interview up on his site like it was yeah. a real big deal. Okay, and then um. I remember about five weeks later, um, I was drunk and I just gotten some booty, so I was in a pretty good mood. So I was just, and it was the afternoon, uh, I was in Taiwan and I, I was up and I heard Chuck on the phone and I was, you know, 
buzzing a little bit. So I said, I'm going to call Chuck. I'm going to come clean with the whole George Decay thing. So I called up, I called up and he picked up the phone and I admitted it was me, George. Yeah, I was George Decay and we had an interview and I, you know, I came clean. I apologized, told him about Nimbusters and, you know, kind of gave, he, he grilled my ass in an interview. I mean, he, he grilled my ass. Um, yeah. And we, it was, it was pretty cool though. And then, you know, at the end he, he started laughing. He called me a bum. I thought we were okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay, fine. And then about a, like about two months later, the minute he sees me, he starts calling me an effing liar and a cocksucker, and he starts denouncing <laughs> me on these forums. It's like, well, gee, Chuck, you know, you didn't have any balls to say that to me to my face. Wow. And now, right. two two months later, you, you know, you're talking all friendly. We were having a good time. And then two months later, you come back, and, and now you decide to be upset about it. Go fuck yourself. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, wow, so I, I I love that like on talk show. Uh, so now we have a warring faction between the white nationalist radio shows and the targeted individual radio shows. <laughs> we we got right. I I, I want to see more like warring between the debt shows and the black preachers now. <laughs> can we make that happen. Anyone? Well, we can make anything happen. I love I love debt shows. I love yeah, debt shows. Make that happen. <laughs> oh God, man! I have to say, for the record, I don't hate Chuck. Um, I, I think he's a very uh, fascinating character. It's like I want to find out more about him. That's the only thing. Um, but uh, the last time I was, I was convinced that he and uh, P. Dembski were trolling me or something like this. So I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. but they have. Uh, yeah, he, he he's a very very interesting guy. But uh, the the targeted individuals actually do hate each other. There's a tremendous thing. It's like I was in this guy Ant Farm. I never go into his show earlier right. tonight. And, you know, yeah. I, I was there. And Alda's in the chat room uh, yelling at Chuck in all caps, saying something about, like, he's a perp and uh, she's going to call the cops on him and all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and and Chuck hates them. Chuck hates the uh, FFCHS. Right. And, oh yeah, you know that. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're the filthy perps. They're the they're the dirt the filthy talkers. The dirty talkers. The, the, the crazy talkers. The, the sea sucking crazy talkers. That's right. That's oh right. The God. crazy. Talkers, yeah. <laughs> so, oh oh yeah, I forgot to ask you to sort of bring it back to George Takei. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. so so Kenwick man. Did Martin Lindstedt believe that it was George Takei when you were yeah. calling him? Oh, he sure did. I got a whole YouTube video about that. And so, like that night that you called in when I was when he was on my show for the first time, and you revealed your identity. Was that the first time he learned about your identity? He didn't even know who I was. So he 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 didn't know who I was until he realized that he'd been pranked by me on the news. Right. Doctor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, he didn't even know me, but. I, I like Pastor. I, Pastor Winston and I have gotten along very well since then. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, I, guy, like, I like Pastor Winston. I like him a lot, actually. Yeah. Really? Why? Am I am I being a dick when I say why? No, no, not at all. He's a really intelligent guy. He's very easy to talk to. Um, I I really enjoyed, um, you know, when I finally did call in, we, we had a pretty awesome discussion and uh, just, just a really level-headed, <clears throat> just a, a level-headed Swede. I very polite to me. I've all this, all this nasty stuff that people say about him. 
I, I judge a person based on my own interactions. And sure. my own interactions with Pastor Lindstedt have been great. I mean, he's been nothing but civil and and nothing but knowledgeable, nothing but intelligent. And, uh, he's got a pretty decent vision, too. And, you know, the guy, when he's not calling me Jew boy, um, he actually is a pretty decent guy. And uh, he uh, does, um, well, he he is uh, a lot more intelligent than he makes out himself to be. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is his voice in person sounds nothing like, you know, we, we hear on the phone, we hear a distant garbled voice. That's the phone. That's not actually his voice. And you want to know I know that is because on the George Takei episode, he rebumped the audio because he was trying to figure out if it was really George Takei or not. So he rebumped the audio. And when he did that, it took away the garbled, distant voice. And you, you just you heard just a perfectly intelligent person on the phone, albeit missing his front two teeth, so he's speaking with a little bit of a lisp. But he came in so much more clearly once he bumped his audio. So you know, I, I'd imagine if I met him in person, he wouldn't he wouldn't sound anything like that. Wow. Yeah. 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 We we, uh, we got to get him some like X. What is that? That the some of these like they call it X Light, which is the the program that they can use on the internet, or he should use that uh, the other one. One of these ones, he doesn't have to use the track phone anymore, and he can sound more clear. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It, it, I don't it, know, it, man. The difference in his voice between that whatever phone he's got and his real voice is, is, is pretty stark. Yeah. Awesome. I guess, like, I just had, I had a different interpretation of it, man. I found him to be so problematic. And I, yeah. I found him to be, like, I found him to be, like, really disrespectful and to not you? that intelligent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, but you know, I guess I mean, look, different strokes for different folks. You had a different experience than I did. Um, I yeah, just, I just feel like that guy is like motivated by sheer hatred and rage at the end of the day, and that was very hard for oh, me yeah. to yeah, take. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy's got a lot to be pissed off about if you think about it. You know. Oh it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> so there's some there's some rationalization there but i i think that some of the stuff that he does is a lot of uh not a lot of it but i think that some of it i'm not too sure you know the percentage but it is a bit of a a, a shtick or some sort of a game like that you know it's theatrical yeah yeah um yeah i mean i i i i think i was telling you this news guy when i called your show a while back um I think probably like one of the more honest moments on the hate project was actually that interview with him because yep. it kind of, it took place after the um, Newtown shootings and he basically just came out and said like all these things going on. I love it. And this is after he had described like his time in like the, the kind of psych ward and stuff like that. And it's like, I feel like that was, a, that was probably like one of the more, while it was like the most ugly moment on the show, it was also like probably like one of the more honest moments of like, why people like buy into this shit and why they hate it's because like they love the pain because they're feeling so much fucking pain that okay. to see that manifested in the world like makes them a little bit less alone and it validates it in a weird way because there's nobody there to like validate their pain that's my armchair psychology uh uh take on that but i mean it's fucking evil and ugly but like it was honest yeah i think you got a point there you know it's uh because it's like if you're if you're the only guy who's walking around in a funk and everybody's happy, you you, you feel a bit out of place. But, oh uh, God, there's nothing worse. Like if I'm if I go into my job and I'm in a bad mood, and like 
there's nothing worse than when somebody comes up and they're like, how are you? Like, right. like really happy. I'm just like, man, fuck you. What are you happy? <laughs> like, wh- why are you cheerful? It's fucking 8 a.m. Right, right. This sucks. Yeah, so that so it's that like to like the thousandth degree with that dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah, they don't call him the Mad Dog for nothing. Yeah, but hey, but hey, Project, I think I asked you this already, but um, you're not like mm-hmm. uh, working on a some sort of like a psych degree or something like that. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even working towards that. I mean, I've had. I have had jobs in social services and stuff like that over the years, but that's sort of been more like not not in the realm of like being anyone's therapist or anything like that. But I, I love psychology, and I. I mean, I, I love to study it, and um, it's always fascinated me, and I, I love to sort of understand where people are coming from and, and why people do the things that they do. And so that's sort of the motivation for this show too. It's like why, you know, trying to figure out why people got to where they got, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And so did um, like McBride or Dragon 1488 or MA Freedom or any of these guys, um, did, did they ever really, to your satisfaction, give you a, an explanation as to how they got into that, into where they're at? <laughs> well, it's, you know, man, like, I, I never, they kind of explain how they got into their movements, and they they explain, like, how, uh, uh, you know, how they feel about the world, but, like, neither of them, like, Dragon never, like, had any, like, any, any like real events or altercations with black people that would lead him down the road of like thinking that they're savages and stuff like that, but he just believes that they're savage races. And where like McBride described this incident like in high school where somebody called him a cracker, he called the kid a nigger, and then I guess he's the one who got in trouble for that, and then that sort of led him to think about uh, white power and sort of led him towards. Um, um, like the movement as he thought about it more and more and pursued it more and more. Um, I, I mean, but I just I just find that because there are so many people who go through that same incident and they don't decide to join a white nationalist movement. They just deal with the person. They they're just like, hey, dude, you had no right to talk that way to me. Fucking, that's why I called you a nigger. So let's straighten this out. You know, people just work it out. So there's something else going on. I don't know what it is, but um, something else, man. Yeah, you're not you're not going to get a straight answer from anybody in the NSM. Um, yeah, that that organization has been blown wide open by a, a fellow we like to call Von Blubens. Oh yes, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I've heard that name. It's it's been blown wide open. Basically, it's um, it's it's the controlled opposition to be sure. Um, the the not the actual leader, but the person who's really pulling the strings is a fellow who goes by the name of Clifford Harrington, and he okay. recruits he recruits these people when they are teenagers. He recruits teenage boys. Okay, right. McBride is one of them. I'm I'm ninety percent sure. Um, Jeff Skip is the other one. Um, okay. there, there there may have been a number of others. Um, he recruits them. Um, 
it's it's really a front. It's not a, a Clifford Harrington. I don't believe is really a national socialist. He it's he's he's really a Satanist basically. Okay. Um, whether or not it's like an independent Anton Lavey type Satanist or some kind of CIA front, I don't know. I would reckon it's probably the latter just because it's a fringe movement acting as a front to, okay. to the Satanists. I, I, I believe it's, there, there could very well be some other very nasty things going on um, below the surface, and it is being masqueraded as the, national, the, the Nazi party. Um, as so, it, yeah, I know I'm so here's, confusing you, man. I know we're going way down the rabbit hole here, but there's <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I there's, love the show. Me? Well, there's there's two things. You know, when you make up fake Nazi groups, when the government makes fake Nazi groups, and they can control the fake Nazi groups, they thereby get to create their own opposition, right? Mm-hmm. And when you create your own opposition, you control the opposition. So. So I guess my question is this: like, like, so McBride has mentioned that he's a pagan, right? And um, so, are you saying like they're like the Satanist sect where it's like sacrificing animals and sacrificing people and shit like that? I don't or, know. Cause, like, I know, because I know, I know of Satanists in the world who are not like that. They're actually like they yeah, they, so they sort of yeah. What's that? Yeah, I I, I do too. I that's why I was well, I'm I'm. I'm not sure whether it's the former or the latter, you know. I'm not sure if it's one of those Anton LaVey type Satanists that say, oh, we, we worship Satan because Satan worships no God. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, maybe it is, or maybe they are doing some other nasty stuff. So my, my next question would be, what, what, how, what's the end game for the government to create this front? Like, like what do they get out of this? Oh, oh, that's very easy. They're controlling the opposition. Right by controlling the opposition and creating their own opposition, they make sure that grassroots opposition never forms, or when it does form, it's then co-opted, and right. and they make sure that the people who honestly believe it that are in that movement are led nowhere. Exactly, exactly. Anything so, that comes from the grassroots either um, dies off immediately or just winds up getting sucked up into this, and uh, then winds up dying off through that. Right, right. So uh, the, the, the CIA has I've, – I've read a, a couple of things on this, and oh, I've had a number of sources that co- corroborate. I'm, and it's not just the CIA. I, sh- I shouldn't just say the CIA. Um, but th- there, there are a number of government intelligence sources that do the, that do the Satanist thing. And so you know, the, fact that, the fact that we see the Satanists and then we see the Nazi, the Nazi group, which, which is a piece of controlled opposition, and the fact that the two of them are connected – leads me to believe it's probably the bad Satanists and not the good ones. Okay. Well, I, I guess I, I want to explore this uh, cre- creating this, op- this opposition. So in the past, you know, the FBI and the CIA, they've targeted civil rights groups, like, mm-hmm. and, and they've targeted people like Martin Luther King. So I, I guess I'm trying to figure out, like, what, like, what is the profit from creating a, a fake Nazi group? I'm, I'm still confused about that. Oh, Forgive me for oh. being dense. Well, okay, it's, it's, it's twofold. Number one, white nationalist groups are a threat to the system, okay? Number two, and this one is maybe a little more important, 
by making these groups and making them sound ridiculous and making them go off and antagonize black people and other non-white folks in the United States, they, number one, they antagonize the non-white folks, uh-huh. makes them more angry, right, and puts even more of a chip on their shoulder and more antagonistic to white folks, which then makes white folks more scared and makes white sure. folks say, oh, look at these, they're, they're angry at us. We need a police state to come in and protect us. You see, wow. Okay. It's the old. It's it's we we the 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 powers that run this country learn this from the British. It's called divide and conquer. Whenever the British came into a colony, they would divide the ethnicities up and have them fight each other so that they could more easily conquer the place. It's called order through chaos, right? And they did that all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now 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 this government's doing it to its own people. Yeah. They're using divide and conquer tactics here. That's that's really uh, I I like what you're saying. I mean, do you have any um, do you have any links or anything like that that uh, we could look at here if anyone wants to not off check the top that out? Of my head. Not off the top okay. of my head, man. I, 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 you know, some you people look, look for it though. I mean, okay, yeah, people, yeah. I mean, some some people are putting some links up in the chat room just for background about uh, Satan Gate, which is when uh, Clifford Harrington was exposed for his uh, devil worshiping and. Uh, uh, there's been some other stuff here. Um, there's some other links that are in this uh, chat room right now, so you can okay. check them out. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll copy and paste some of these links and look into this. Um, so Buddy Che Hinton is asking, The Hate Project, please ask Kenneth Mann if Chris Drake is pure or corrupted. Uh, you want to uh, address that? In, in my opinion, he's okay. Um, the people you have to look out for in that movement are the ones who get started early. Right, and the ones who very quickly rise to the top from a very young age, because chances are that Clifford Harrington probably got his hands on him. Right. So is, is so Clifford Harrington goes for the well, he goes for the teenage boys. So McBride's an example of somebody who started young and rose to the top. You're saying? That's right. So I yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I've, I've never no, spoken no, no. to McBride, but he's got a red flag in my mind. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He he's he's said some creepy shit on my show, um, but um, let's see what we got here. Yeah, so the point the is, hate. you're not going to get an honest answer from him. You know, he's okay. He's in the club. Yeah, okay. So I mean, like this is some like I don't know if you've heard of Bohemian 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 Grove and stuff like that. Um, Kenneth with Man, you've heard of that? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it sounds like that along the lines of of that uh, postulation of, of like leaders kind of going and worshiping. That's correct. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. yeah. You're hitting the right thread. You're on the right thread. Yeah. And so like, this is maybe like a connection to that. Um, Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't be all that surprised. I mean, it's much more low level <laughs> to be sure, but you know, yeah, sure. So, okay. Well, that, that's, uh, that's some fascinating stuff, man. Some fascinating shit. Um, uh, just hang on for one second, guys. Just hang on. Sorry, I just uh, I'm I we had to switch guest hosts here, um, folks. Uh, I am abortion McDiarrhea, the 2012 presidential candidate. Um, so just uh <laughs> just uh saying uh you know hello for the last hate project show, and I'm really enjoying this talk. Um, guest number three here is kind of challenging you, Kennewick, man. He keeps saying, he keeps asking if you're high. Well, guest number yeah. three, um, do, do you have any sort of 
Guess number three, if you can call in and or just <laughs> mention that'll be the that. day. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know why. Like people, yeah, like I mean, any of you guys can call in here because that goes for guess number three, four, no laughing matter, sick the tank. Like it's an anonymous show. When you call in, I just I don't see any information, so you can call in here. It's no big deal. If you want to argue with anybody here, you're more than welcome to. Um, it's a free speech zone, except for threats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I mean, like, well, so when, well, so kind of like, man, when you were in the movement, were you ever exposed to like any sort of satanic activity or any sort of? I didn't, I didn't get there, man. No, I didn't. I didn't get there. But I was a, a huge follower of, uh, of Von Blubens and the Von Blubin show, and so you know, when he when he uncovered that, I didn't really know what to think. But it, it was that, and the one time uh, a fellow named Bill White. Uh, one time he he was this was before he became a Nazi, but he also noticed. I think I might have mentioned this on the show last time. He noticed that um, a lot of the people in the anti-racist movement, you know how they, how they speak about how they're so anti-system, and then later they'd be meeting with with, with Democratic operatives and Democratic congressmen. Well, if they're so anti-system, why are they meeting with Democratic? There is something else that's going on here. Right. And okay. and I, I guess I just you know. It took a while, but eventually I did put two and two together, and, and I started looking into this stuff. Okay. So it is, it is it is a good point. You know, it's like all of these people who are you know supposed to be damned the man and all this kind of stuff. You know, they really are wind up. You know, yeah. As a Democrat gets into power, you know, they're working at the White House. You know. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're they're astroturf. They're astroturf grassroots. I mean, they've been sent by the establishment to look like grassroots. But the difference is these guys that are looking like grassroots get a lot of money. They somehow always manage to get in the media, and so they always get the most attention and the biggest following. So they swallow up the real grassroots, and thereby you have controlled opposition. Exactly. Hmm. exactly. Yeah. So it happens on both sides. Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure does. Sure does. Hmm. So I... The question is, why isn't uh, Art Bell or uh, George Norrie talking about this? Who are those folks? I'm sorry, I don't even know who those guys are. Well, oh, no, Art those, Bell, yeah. Yeah, you know, those like the mainstream conspiracy theory kind of guys, you know, like on the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not make, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. You know, I'm saying, you know, it's kind of actually it's a, it's a weird way of trying to make a point also about what they're doing. But, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, they if they are really into like all of these, you know, types of weird things that happen, you know, they might want to delve into that a little bit. That would be a very interesting topic. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It just, it just depends on the path that they want to lead their viewers down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, actually I, I, guys, I have another call. I have the chat 80 on yeah. the phone here. You guys want to stick around? Okay. Hang on one second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. The chat 80. Are you there, buddy? Man, I'm here. I was watching football all night. My team lost, man. Oh, what's your team? What's your Red team there, team. buddy? I'm sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> you okay? Back on them though, you know. I'm gl- I'm glad, uh, Chad. Chad, I'm glad that you came to find relief at the Hate Project. At the Hate Project. <laughs> How are you? Great. I could have I could have came at ten thirty, but I was just too busy watching the game. Game, I almost forgot about it, but I looked at my email and I got reminded, so I decided to call in. And glad to see news guys in too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do, do you know Kennewick Man as well? No, I don't. Don't believe we've met. 
Okay. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen with man. Redskins. Guess three said Redskins. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh man, Chad, Chad, you okay? You're not going to kill yourself tonight, are you? You got like no, a... man. I'm happy. I'm okay. I'm still happy. I mean, I'm still going to be a Redskins fan. I mean, to, to the day I I die, man. I love Redskins, man. But uh, uh well, I watch a lot of football. Uh, what's the topic y'all are talking about? It's been all over the place, man. I mean, but like we we were recently talking uh, just now, and Kennewick man was leading uh, leading the cause here about how a lot of these Nazi groups are actually fronts for govern like for like their government fronts. Yeah. Oh yeah. For like for some like real like really nasty stuff like real yes, Satanism sir. and stuff like that. You you agree? Oh, agree a thousand percent. Black Panthers are the same way right now. Yep. All mm-hmm. movements have COINTELPRO in them. That's a fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's some there's some uh, articles here. People have been posting links in my chat here. I I just I I'm not going to read them while I'm on the air right now. But um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, so you 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 tend to agree that these are all government set up fronts in order to divide and conquer the nation. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, you know, uh, Kennewick man is a former white nationalist, so you guys are. Uh, and Chad, you are a current black man, right? You didn't you didn't stop doing yes. that. You, you uh, didn't no, sh- I didn't stop doing it. But Kennewick, man, what brand of white nationalism were you into? I was I was in the National Alliance when uh, Dr. Pierce was around, and uh, a couple uh, years out. Dr. Pierce, author of the Turner Diaries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, um, good book when it talks about martial law, but um. Yeah, I mean, when he talks about corruption in government, when he talks about all that other stuff, it kind of gets, you know, kind of wavy. But, uh, yeah, National Alliance, Skinheads, um, Klan, call them all their shows, man. They've got an Aryan Nation show on Blog Talk Radio, too. Quite entertaining to listen to, you know. I bet. But uh, what, what brought you out of – what got you out of National Alliance? Oh, uh, just just a myriad of things, I guess. Um, it was they. Uh, it was pre- it was a pretty destructive thing, man. You know, I was putting my ass on the line constantly, and I just had the sinking suspicion that if I ever did get in any trouble, there wouldn't be anybody there to back my ass up. So. Exactly. I got this. I, I feel the same way, whether black or white. Are they really gonna back you up? And uh, um, I think they lost the ground too. They lost the building now. Um, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, did they? they lost the building. So mm-hmm. they're done. The Klan isn't going to get up any time soon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're having white student unions nowadays. But, I mean, I guess that'll be okay, I guess. You know? <laughs> guess three saying Bubba would back me up. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I see that. <laughs> it's all good, though. So, yeah. I, oh, so I have a question. So you say this guy Von Bluvins, he was, he was somebody who exposed the Satan, the possibly Satanist, like yeah, bless his governmental soul. trappings. Okay, so, so basically, like, is he like a real Nazi then, Von Bluvins? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I, I knew he was a real Nazi when he, uh, well, he was. I emphasis on the word was. Uh, I knew he was for real. Uh, let me just put it that way. I knew he was for real when he was uh, telling a story about his childhood, and uh, they made him draw uh, bunnies, art bunny, in art class when he was about eight years old. And he, they made him draw bunnies, 
and he drew he drew rabbits with SS uniforms. <laughs> and he got sent to the principal's office because of it. <laughs> oh wow! So, so like, so like these these guys are mad. Are, is, is he upset that these Satanists are getting in the way of him hating the Jews? He was he was a Christian though. You know, he he was a devout <laughs> Christian the whole time. And when he found the Satanist thing, he got absolutely disgusted. Look at it! Look at the look at the white goose browse. Sorry. Hello. What was that? Wait, who was that wow. just now? Something just uh, popped up here. I, I didn't mean for the audio to come up. Sorry about that. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. So um, so uh, somebody's asking here, uh, ask the Chad AD what he thinks of Daryl Lamont Jenkins and the One People's yeah. Project. Chad, do you want to take that? Yeah, I was talking to him in the chat room, but, I mean, basically, he's a decent guy. He's a cool guy, I think. I mean, you know, we inter- I interviewed him, and uh, we had a good conversation. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right, and so, um, but like Kennewick Man and News Guy, you guys feel like he's also possibly like um, an, a governmental co-intel He guy. sure does seem to have a lot of good intelligence, I mean, and, uh-huh. and his his people get away with quite a lot, so, I mean, I, I, and, and I'm not going to chalk that up to just Daryl Lamont Jenkins' sheer ability. <laughs> right. Okay. I never got to interview Daryl. Um, we we corresponded. Uh, we tried to work it out. It just never happened. So, if I'm not know. mistaken, I think it, now correct me if I'm wrong. I think he used to be a police officer at some point. I think he's a lawyer but, too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's using some of those connections to to run that uh, whole operation. I wonder where he gets his money from too, because he's been running that thing for so damn long. Yep. Like, you know it's not from a shoestring. There's got to be some money coming in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> well, um, so the Chad, uh, the Chad 80, you also have a show here on Talk Shoe. You do something yep. similar where you talk to white nationalists and black nationalists yep. having a dialogue. When's your next show? I'm trying to see. I mean, I think I have a show with a guy running for Congress or Senate uh, tomorrow. I'm oh, trying wow. to set up because yeah, yeah, he's running in Georgia. But um, I really want to get Aryan Nation versus Black Hebrews, and I want to thank uh, my man News Guy for suggesting that to me. I just had That's an great. emergency, and I couldn't do it last Friday. I really wanted to do that so bad, and they were calling. <laughs> but when I tried to call them, the black people were were calling me, but the white pe- people people didn't answer the phone. So I'm like, dang. It's like Do two words for you, man. Martin Lindstedt. Yeah. Oh yeah, Martin Lindstedt. I've talked to him before. I, we actually oh, had yeah, a good yeah. conversation on the show, actually. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, even though he's oh. a butthole, I mean, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I tend to agree with that. Um, well, that's cool, man. Um, and Chad, you never, you've never. Um, Interacted with anyone in person, right? I, uh, of either mm-hmm. of either sort of nationalism. No, I've have. I, I've actually said that on your show. Yes, I have on both sides. You, in person, like oh, that's right. In you person. Did. Okay. Oh yes, in person. My bad. My bad. You did say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I mean, if you gotta talk to people. Talk to them in person. I mean, just make sure you're in a good area and you're in a public place. But I mean, 
you know, right. don't be scared to engage or be in conversation. Go meet them. Talk to them in person, you know. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yep. I remember, like, there was, I remember watching a documentary on HBO about, like, hate groups, and there was, like, a black kid who used to go to, like, a lot of neo-Nazi rallies mm. and just, like, get on the mic and, like, just, just sort of hijack it. And, like, he was a good kid. He used to get attacked a lot, actually, for doing that. Yeah. believe that. Did, did, does that sound familiar to anybody? No. I know a black KKK member, but I never heard of a black man going to a neo-Nazi group. Wow. To, um, to like try that. like try and like dialogue and educate, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to try and like sort of ed, like to dialogue with them. You know, wait, you know of a black Ku Klux Klan member? Oh yeah, yeah, there was a black Klan member in a few about a decade ago, and he joined the Klan. Actually, he actually joined the Klan. Are you talking about the the Chappelle show sketch? No, I'm talking about for real. For <laughs> I can give you a video on it right now, but that's a funny sketch. But there was a real live black man that was in the Klan. And oh, then there man. was just last weekend there was this meeting in uh, Montana uh, up there, uh, Wyoming. I'm sorry, Mo- Wyoming. No, Montana. And uh, they were uh, between the NAACP and the KKK, the local yeah. chapter. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember reading that. Yeah. And the Klan guy, the, he's the head of the Klan. He joined the NAACP. He put his money right down on the table and gave him like <laughs> a fifty dollar bonus yep. on top of it. Oh my God! So ridiculous, yeah. and it got hated for it, and alienation, and all those clan shows hate on him for it. Yeah, and and the NAACP also brought the hate on the local guy for setting up this meeting. They all of a sudden were saying, "Well, we didn't authorize this. Uh, yep. This is that uh, you know we, that he should have gone through the right channels, and we you mm-hmm. know blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff." So. They both got some hate on both sides. And isn't it crazy how Ben Jealous just got, um, he stepped down? Did you know he stepped down? Yeah. I didn't know I, that. Yeah, yeah I saw the he head stepped down. Head. What was the deal with that? What was the, uh, why did he, I heard something about personal reasons, but that could be just a load of crap. Maybe somebody sent him, sent him some of those. Well, it was uh, in Washington Times. I don't know why he did, but he stepped down. Yeah, maybe somebody sent him an envelope with some pictures of himself doing something. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Ben Jealous. Um, I, yeah, I mean that that whole thing was like, I just reading that like it was really ridiculous. I mean, but like the guy also just okay. So this is like my other issue about like a lot of the hate groups, and this was an issue that I had on my show. He does not. He's he plays dumb. I, I remember like reading like a lot of their conversation. The KKK guy when he's meeting with the NAACP, he's like. Oh well, I, I don't look at it as a hate group. It's uh he's sort of like playing dumb about the history of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, and that drives you that drives you at the wall. It's like if you're gonna be like that, why don't you just own that you like seeing people get hurt? Like why don't you just fucking own it, man? Mm. Like that was like I'm just trying. I, I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the uh, article right now, but I just remember like a lot of his dialogue was just sort of like, oh well, I just I just care about the white race. And just sort of being like, oh, well, I don't view it as a hate group. I mean, us lighting crosses, I, I don't think it's I, – I wasn't meaning anything by it. It's like, Perfect. what? Mm. Dude. Are yeah. you just that dumb? What's that? Well, it, it does seem like – well, if the guy wants to light crosses – like I've heard some people you know, argue about it being part of their – 
there's some sort of like religious significance to it, and it's some sort of a yeah. ceremony with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's fine. That's one yeah. thing. You know, that's one thing. But if you're gonna go and like put it on, light it on somebody's front lawn, you know, that's another thing altogether. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like, but also to to sort of just act like you don't know about the history of this organization that you're in. It's a little ridiculous. It's like, I remember, I remember Naj Radio on my show a long, long time ago said this to Dragon when Dragon was, when Dragon 1488 was trying that. It's like joining the Bloods or the Crips and just being like, oh, it's a community organization. Right. And, uh, I, I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're taken aback by my choice of joining the Bloods. And it's like, <laughs> um, a lot of good reasons to be taken aback, and just I, I guess like to me, it's like at least own. It's it's like what I was saying about that 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 moment with Pastor Lindstead. I can I'm not going to refer to him as a pastor with Martin Lindstead, where it was like, okay, you like seeing destruction. That's an honest fucking moment for you, at least. Right. Yeah. Destruction. I don't know, man. And he won't admit that white politicians are selling them out. Like he just wants to go on managers or niggers or stuff like that. <laughs> Which is all good. Yeah. Just like Khalid Muhammad talked about kill the white man, this and that, and then Linstead saying the same thing. I mean, he told me himself that <laughs> he's been fucked over more by um, white people than black folks, you know, but it was yeah. whatever. Absolutely, yeah. Well, like, I don't know if you're on his mailing list. Um, I'm on his mailing list, and like, oh boy, mm. word soup there. But like, uh, um, yeah, he usually like spends the whole time attacking uh, fellow white nationalists. Jerry Visser is number one. No, who? What white nationalist has he attacked? I want to hear. That. Oh boy, oh boy, he his main his main squeeze is fellow Christian identity rival pastor Jeremy Visser over at the People's Covenant Ministry. But he also loves attacking uh, William Fink, who's another CI minister. Um, and I think he has kind of like a temporary alliance going with, quote-unquote, Eli or James, or Eli James. Yeah. Does he like Wickstrom at all? I think he's okay with No, He has nothing bad to say about Wickstrom. Okay. Well, actually, no, he has. I'm thinking about it now because what he does – he basically reads the SPLC's um, uh, things that they print about everybody and then just uh, repeats them. So, like, for example, uh, when the SPLC wrote about Wickstrom having some sort of extramarital affair, uh, all of a sudden Marty will take that up and say, like, aha, see, this person is a fake, he's a mamzer, yeah. he's a fraud, you know, that kind of thing. So, but he doesn't, you name anybody in, because uh, that's why he calls it the movement turd, because he says that the whole thing in general is just this turd. It's nothing more than that. And so then when he picks apart these individuals uh, all throughout it, you know, he just is like, all right, this one's a Jew, this one's a Fed, this one's a Mamzer, this one's a no yeah. good, blah, blah, blah. But but he says basically the whole thing in general is just a fraud, you know? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. Oh, so my, thing, guys. Oh, go ahead, yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, the thing with me, me is if you want to have a black or white homeland, just get out the country or or go somewhere in an area where you can produce land and do it and stop complaining and bitching. That's, that's what I say. You're very the side. Yeah. 
I would agree, man. I would agree with you on that. It's not going to happen here. I know. It would have happened by good. now if it were going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, bro. All right, guys. Well, what uh, else? I, you know, I'm going to be sorry to see you go, but, uh, you know, maybe you'll come back yeah. in some new uh, format or something like that. And, uh, of course, you know, that'll yeah. be a good thing. Um, but okay. the, do you have any ideas as to what you're going to be doing, Hey Project? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I mean, I might uh, – uh, it's just like – just talking about hate every week just doesn't really it, – it's not – when it's not evolving, um, it's just very hard. I mean, like, I love – I love, you know, I enjoy people like Art Bell. I mean, I find a lot of it dubious, but I enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I like the sort of long-form interview talk show format. I, I enjoyed the sort of longer-form interviews I had, like, say, like with – Access Sally and and DK Wilson who called in uh, a couple weeks afterwards and um, and even the one with Linstead you know I I like that format so that might be a possibility um, I would uh, you know something fun and funny I don't know like something I I got to think about that it, it, it's I hope I you know it may be under a different name too so I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. And with the hate project, but you know, when you end the show or before you end it, definitely uh, hit me up in the email, man. You know, I, I still have your email, dude. Um, I, I can. Um, I'm probably not going to give you a phone call, okay. but uh, you know, but you know, I'll I'll shoot you a little message before. Um, let me see if I have your email. Hold, hang, just hang tight for a second. Just hang tight, bud. Guess they said that you're a Washington D.C. Jew hate project. Yeah, I see. Yeah, they said that. <laughs> wait, let's see. Who said that? Yes, yes a. I know. I know you're a Washington D.C. Jew. Wow, way off on that. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Washington D.C. Jew. That's amazing. <laughs> it's just like like that. See, this is another problem with this dumb show. Is that like, um, it's just sort of like when you disagree with somebody, Jew. It's like that's not an insult to me, first of all. And like, why don't you just engage me a little bit here? Yeah. Right. Hey, Chad. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chad, your your email is due three four one at. Oh, is, am I able to read this out loud? I'm sorry. No, I don't care. It's due thirty four l at aim dot com. Okay, I have it here. I mean, yeah, we can. Uh, and you have my, you have my email still, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, hey project. I'm just gonna throw this in there if, in case anyone is interested. Um, you know, if you want to leave any comments or questions for me over here, um, I will put my email. It's heyprojectradio@gmail.com. Um, you know, I, I I appreciate the question, news guy. It's a good question. I, I'm just not sure quite what I'm gonna be doing yet. Um, I just don't want it to be like something where it just goes in fucking circles. You know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And just one more I mean, thing. Like, oh, keep going, keep going. Maybe you could do yeah, like sure. about, about faith and religion, like just like, you know, I don't know. I mean, just uh, I don't know. I I shouldn't be giving ideas out, but I don't know. It's just. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm 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 not a religious person. Oh. Hmm. But there's a lot of stuff out there. But, uh, but you know, yeah, is Kennewick man still there? I am. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Wisconsin. You're from Wisconsin. 
Are you yep. in the uh, chat room right now? I am, yep. Please email me afterwards because I would love to have you on my show. Oh, I'm always up for that. Yeah, I'm about to put it in the chat room for you to do, do it, dude, like for real. Okay, yeah, that would be great. I'd be happy to come on one of these times. Yep, put it in the chat room. But you can go. I just had to tell him that, the hey, Prince, I don't want to interrupt your show for the last episode. No, that's okay. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, I'm glad that you guys are... Uh... You know, I mean, it sounds like the Chad, you're you're kind of doing a show that's opening up dialogue and and trying to like, trying to like not put people on the on the defensive. You're actually trying to like learn where they're coming from, sort of like what yeah. I did, and that's right. that's cool. I I can get behind that, buddy. I mean, I get behind that definitely. It's it's great stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you'll you'll find me a lot. I I heard uh, Chad. I heard your uh, thing with. I think it was Jeremy Visser or one of those. One of those. I think it was Jeremy Visser. I'll tell you, I'm a lot more polite than he is. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I get that. Get that a lot. I've been on white shows. I I heard worse than that, man. I mean, really? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, this is nothing, dude. And he lives in Georgia too. I think I can. I think I know where he lives at too. He lives near Griffin. But um, you know, I meet him in person if he wants. If he wants to, just to talk or just to, you know. Um, talk about whatever he wants to talk about. As long as he doesn't try to kill me, you know, it's fine. But <laughs> right. Yeah, m- m- meet him in a public place. Well, like, I have a question for all of you guys. I mean, do you do you find that any of these characters, like whether it's Visser or Lindstedt or any of these guys, do you, do you find that they pose a threat or a danger to anybody? Like, do you find that they're ever going to, like, be involved in a plot? Like, um, no. to blow... I don't think any no? of those... It's, no, I don't see. They're not I don't, that stupid. This is this has got a family. He's got a wife. Um, you know, and a lot of these guys, even if they're not with families, yeah, either they're too old or uh, there's mm-hmm. one reason or another that they're not going to do something. Yeah, like, I'm, uh, just to, not just to bring this. I'm sorry, Kennewick. Go ahead. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, was, I was just saying they're not that stupid. Um, you know. Pastor Lindstedt, Pastor Lindstedt's waiting for the system to collapse. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not that may be within his lifetime is, is, is yet to be seen. <clears throat> right. Now, I heard on Russian TV that the collapse might happen in 2016, and Ron Paul did a video about it, too. So yeah. I don't know exactly when, but it might come soon, at least. Yeah, it could very well. Man. It, it but, I mean, it's economic on, collapse, though. That's yeah. Right. Well, right. Yeah. That's that's how it always starts. I mean, as soon as the as soon as the bond buying stops, there's nothing left. You know. Do you really uh, think that there's going to be some? I mean, well, is it going to be an economic collapse or is it just going to be a restructuring so that the U.S. It's economic. Economic, yeah, because it could be just more of just like a restructuring where it's not like everybody relies on the dollar, where the dollar is just the supreme currency. But it might be just something else because it'll be maybe a basket of currencies. It might be, you know. <laughs> the problem know. is, the problem is, news guys, that the dollar, as much as you know, we might not like it, it is the world's strongest currency. It's the world's no, it's strongest. Not that major, resource. It's the strongest of the major currencies. I mean, we, I would much rather have the world relying on the dollar than the euro or the Chinese yuan or the Japanese yen or 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 anything. But those are the only. Gold. Well, there's not. There's not enough. We tried that back in like what 1910. 
I mean, there's not enough gold in the world to, right. to really cover that. It would be too much of a resource in general. It would be it would be it would be a very inflexible currency regime, right? Yeah, maybe like the maybe what I'm thinking of, or maybe what um, what you guys are talking about, and what I'm thinking of might be the same thing. But it's like current like a a, a a currency collapse or something like that would actually be more of just like a restructuring, and that restructuring period would be a basket of currencies like that would include like the euro, the dollar, um, uh, maybe the Chinese yuan or yuan or whatever it is, uh, you know, and a couple of other things that are pretty prominent and strong. And then they would kind of average them out. And then there would be like some sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe a Darwin-esque kind of a throw them in the, uh, in the pit and see which one comes out on top, you know, and then <laughs> that kind of deal. And I don't know how long that would last, you know, but there would be, there, there would be that restructuring period, which, which maybe to the average person uh, would feel like an economic collapse, you know, maybe. I don't know. Right, yeah. So guest number three is saying, KM and News Guy talking about finances like a couple of Jews. There you go, man. All right. <laughs> okay. Biblical. Then uh, guest number eight is writing, The Hate Project, Pastor Visser is a Fed agent. All right. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what about the about the Jewish thing. I mean, a, a lot of, I, I guess I guess it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction. A lot of white folks, they, they, they see finance and they see, oh, that's uh, that's a crooked man's uh, that's a crooked man's line of work. We'll we'll leave the Jews to do that, and I mean look look what it leads to. You know, I mean if we don't have control, yeah. I I think finance is glorious. I really do. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a great profession to get into. I think if yeah. more if more white folks had thought that way over the over the millennia, we might be in a little better control of that system. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. If people did get into it, you know, on the level that where they were more involved with it, that would be better for everybody. I think that would be better for society in general, you know. Instead of Catholic Church, I mean, they 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 prohibited usury, they prohibited interest lending, and and so only non Christians could do it. And guess what? The non Christians that were conveniently there were Jewish folks. Right. Hmm. So it's kind of. uh, Kind of their own uh, fault in a way. Almost. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You're right. It is. <laughs> but that doesn't explain well, Chad. How uh, Chad is not uh, a, a, a Jew. I mean, what is it? They got those those black Jews, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe Chad is a black Jew. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But, Ch- Chad, you've had the black Israelites on, haven't you? Um, tried to, but it didn't work out. Okay. And I actually met them in per- person. Yeah? Fire in person, man. I'm, I tell you, a news guy probably knows it the same way. Fire in person. Mm-hmm. Were they walking around in their uh, their, their, um, their, their Sinbad outfits? Yes, sir, and, and yelling, screaming, white, white, white folks, and white folks just looking weird and black. I love that. I, I love, I actually love it though. Actually, some of them. 
I love when those guys go out and do that. I really do, because it just shocks them. The, the, the white folks that shock the most are the liberals. The liberals are the ones that are just flipping the fuck out. And I love, I love those mm-hmm. that, that, that kind of like cry baby, oh, my God, what are you doing, expression on their face. When they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Oh, guest number 10, guest number 3, guest number 7, guest number 8, guest number 9. Feel free to call in if you want to. Um, you know, I'm probably going to be wrapping the show up in a few uh, uh, relatively soon. Um, you know, uh, getting on. Yeah, I'll probably wrap well, up the show. I'm, I'm going to go to bed anyway. Way yeah. past my bedtime. Right. I'm, I'm, like, right, well, I'm so beyond tired that uh, I'm not even going to be able to. I don't know what, uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, cool. Well, uh, Kennewick Man, Kennewick Man, do you, do you have your own show, Kennewick Man, on talk show? No, I, I sure don't. I I don't like talk show. You don't? Yeah. Okay. No. Can't blame no, I'm, I'm Can't more blame than happy to. I'm more than happy to call in whenever anybody invites me. But I mean, talk show, present company excluded. I mean, talk show is a magnet for just washed up rednecks and and weirdos and and all sorts of crap. I mean, it's just misery central as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. Right, right. Maybe I should well, move uh, over. Doesn't I'm not I'm not talking about any any of you guys. I'm I'm talking. I mean, if you just generally sifted around those shows, I mean, they're just oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a train. I agree. Man. Well, uh, you know, I just want to thank you guys uh, very, very much for for joining me on this final show. You made this mm-hmm. final episode a great episode. Um, mm-hmm. Seriously, like, I mean, like, and, and, you know, like, my, we don't share the same worldview, and we don't share the same politics, like, you know, news guy, you're more to the right side, and I'm, I'm closer to, like, the left, and, you know, Kennewick, man, I mean, same sort of, I think, I get the feeling it's the same thing with you, too, I mean, we don't share maybe, like, the same worldview on everything, but, like, we find commonality on a lot of things, and this has been a great, great conversation, and, uh, mm-hmm a great, uh, you know, a, a great sort of, like, intelligent final episode. Yeah, yeah. So, glad I can just want to thank you for... man, make sure to email me, Kenwood, man. All right, will do, will do. Yeah, hey, yeah, I just, man. I just want to end the show off because I know, like, you got a lot of your focus, um, hate project, and that's one thing that always, uh, one of the things that always annoyed me, the fact that you're always just stealing my guests was another, but I won't uh, get into that. <laughs> but I stole, uh, one, I stole one guest. Yeah, a couple of them, but uh, the the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the other thing is is that uh, you know your focus on uh, white racism or white hatred, but uh, you know I just want to leave you on this note that uh, in New York City in uh, uh, where is this in uh, in uh, Union Square Park, this black guy he said he wanted to kill all the white people he started going off and assaulting all of these white people um knocking them down to the ground bleeding and this one man has now died as a result of those injuries you know and, and it, well, the, you link, know. the link is up there in the chat room and uh, you see okay. the pictures uh the, of this guy he's in the back of the car the the police car and he's got this smile on his face like you know mission accomplished kind of guy right you know? Listen, no, I mean, man. Listen, I, 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 I think that he should be charged with a hate crime because he made it clear that he was attacking people based on their race. So, I mean, I, I think that this gentleman—he's uh, not a gentleman. Sorry, he deserves to do prison. He deserves to be charged with a hate crime, and he murdered somebody. So, fuck him too. You know? 
Right. I mean, I, I would say the same thing about, um, I can't remember where it happened, but evidently a white man got jumped in the South after the George Zimmerman verdict got announced. I don't remember where it was. It may have been like Tennessee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does well, that sound that's familiar the, to you guys? There have been there have there were immediately following the week following uh, the Trayvon Martin verdict, uh, the Zimmerman verdict. Um, there were quite a few um, revenge uh, attacks on uh, whites and also Hispanics by blacks who were chant- who were chanting uh, justice for Trayvon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah. I and don't. The phenomenon, con- the phenomenon of of black mobs, you know, where they have these flash mobs. Um, tend to be these uh, black guys uh, who uh, either target white businesses or, or white people in general, you know. So, but nobody really can, you know, define that as a hate crime because they're not going to kill whitey or anything like that. I mean, it, I, I am I am happy to see that defined as a hate crime. I mean, I think like the reason is that with with white racism, I mean, there's so many organizations and there's it's so kind of entrenched in our culture too. I think mm-hmm. these organizations and so and, and I think that they seem to have a little bit more prominence and power than a lot of like the sort of black Israelites on the street. And so like that stuck out to me a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I mean, look, man, I'm not. It, it doesn't mean that I can like to to hear these stories. I'm not. It doesn't mean like my reactions like, oh well. Well, here, let me justify that for you. No, I mean that that guy should be charged with a hate crime. I mean the 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 black guy who attacked people uh, in New York City doing that and he killed somebody. Yeah, throw his ass in jail and charge him with a hate crime. And and you know what? You fucking murdered somebody. Right. So, I mean, like, look, man, and I I I feel like I have been open to that. Like, I feel like people, like, please come on here and post links and like bring it up. Like, of course. I mean, I don't condone violence of any sort, and I, I would not justify that under any circumstances. And I know, like, there's a lot of, like, sort of liberal people who would do that, and I'm, I'm not one of those. I mean, I, I, um, no. But that, that guy should be sent off to prison. Oh, that's good. Um, all right. That's a good way to end, right. the, end the show on that note. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in and uh, chatting with me. It was a great, it, you made it like a thoughtful, thoughtful, great last episode. I appreciate that. Okay. My pleasure. Uh, all right, and looking forward to your next uh, project. Cool. And I'll try, I'll try and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and drop in on your show whenever I can. Okay, cool. Uh, all, right. all right, cool. Good night, guys. All right. Good night, all right, Good night guys. Take care. Good night. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that's the show, guys. So I just want to uh first of all thank my uh thank my cohorts and guest hosting uh over this year. Uh that would be uh Dickie McShitstain, the Reverend Dudley Donuts, um me, two thousand and twelve candidate, presidential candidate of abortion McDiarrhea. Maybe I'll try to get into that that thing in New York. There's an election happening there. Uh, Larry the Cable Repairman, Santa Claus, uh, Alan P. Shuttlesworth. Uh, he was organizing that Segway ban in uh, Northern California because uh, some somebody wouldn't let him ride a Segway with him. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, Gonorrhea Del Tiny Wiener, the porn star. Um, Let's see what we got here. 
Um, oh, yes. Uh, Jackoff Smirnoff, the nation's premier Yakov Smirnoff X-rated, X-rated Yakov Smirnoff impersonator. Go see him when he comes to your town. Warren Buffet, who explains the economic principles of Warren Buffett through buffet food at Luby's. Uh, Carol Channing Tatum, uh, the drag sensation Carol Channing Tatum. See, Vice Pope Elysium 3009, keep fighting the good fight out there in Rome as Vice Pope. Ted Welps, the Eastboro Baptist Church who, uh, minister who encourages gaydom in his church and uh, often illustrates the principles of Jesus through gay sex. Keep fighting the good fight, sir. Then the real Carlos Danger, who is an abstinence educator. Um, you know, keep keep doing keep doing God's work out there, bud. All right, so uh, I'm probably going to leave up the episodes that are on here for a little while, and uh, I will try and keep. With, thank you, guest number eight. I will try and keep in touch with you guys. Um, just want to thank everybody. I, I seriously uh, want to thank everyone who called in. Um, over the years, even the people like who were antagonistic, even the people like who said things that were hateful that I didn't agree with, um, you know, at least like you offered your worldview, you offered how you really felt about the world. And so this show was always meant to be an open dialogue, a safe place to talk about unsafe things. And with the anonymous factor, it was to remove identity so that you wouldn't feel constrained by it, so that you wouldn't feel like you'd get in trouble, so that you could be, <clears throat> you know, honest about your real feelings, and then like we could explore the reasons and sources for how you got to where you are. Um, it was with mixed results. Sometimes, like the dialogue was pointless. Sometimes it was just sheer hatred. It was just like you know people trafficking in old stereotypes without any sort of basis in reality. But sometimes it was very illuminating. So I do appreciate that, everybody. Um, and uh, I don't know what my next show will be. Um, I will try and uh, keep everyone posted. Um, I hope that you guys are uh, – hope that uh, – I hope you know what? I, I, I want to say this kind of like as a final thing too. Um, I, I, I hope the show offered a reflection on not only our own lives and – how we feel about people and how we feel about the world, but about the wider world that we live in. So, for instance, if you're somebody who harbors hatred towards another group of people based on the color color of their skin or their sexual orientation or what have you, um, if this show could encourage you to think about why you feel that way, not only why you feel that way, but where it's coming from. Did you re- Did you yourself in your heart of hearts just think about that one day, or did it come from somebody else? Did it come from messages from the media? Did it come from, uh, uh, you know, people in your life? Where did all these things come from? I think they come from, I think these things are cultivated both internally and externally. I don't think that racism exists in a vacuum. I think, like, while you don't see people on TV screaming, nigger, 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 and you don't see, like, lynching, lynchings as a common thing, you see people reduced to one-dimensional stereotypes often. You see people, you know, you see people sort of pigeonholed and reduced, and that goes for women, too. That goes for people of different orientations. It goes for everybody. And it goes for even, like, straight white males. They're pigeonholed in a way. They're trapped in a role that, you know, that they, um, 
that they can't get out of, that's kind of like actually in a weird way making their lives miserable too. <sighs> I'm trying to walk this room right now. I'm losing people. I'm losing listeners right now. But anyways, um, I'm going to leave some of the episodes up for a little while at least. I don't know when I'm going to take it down. Um, uh, somebody's asking me if it'll still be on, mon- num- on Monday nights. I don't know. If I find a better night, I might just do that. Um, but I had fun, guys. I am going to miss you all. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone has any last words, but those were mine. And that's the show. Shout out to Kennewick Man and News Guy in the Chad 80 for calling in tonight. All right, folks. And my real name is. Quite a psych out, huh? Yeah, I remained anonymous till the end of this program. Except for the very, very beginning of the hate project when I revealed my name. And, uh, but y'all know my name, you Paradox of Civility listeners. My name is Roy Koshi, and I just want to thank you for listening to Paradox of Civility. Um, as always, if you ever have any feedback, any questions, any comments, any complaints, email me at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Civil Podcast. Uh, like the Facebook page. I'm not on Instagram. And uh, I will be back next week with a final uh, wrap-up episode of this podcast. So um, have a great rest of your week, month, year, life.